Howdy do to all of you. Welcome back to the Lost Hero Games podcast. Of course, as you hopefully already know if you've been here before, um, I'm Emmett Watkins Jr. And I'm also joined here today by Alan Mirror. What's up, Al? Adam Bumpia did nothing wrong. <laughs> wow, we're, we're, we're starting spicy today once again. Uh, <laughs> happy to see that. Um, so yeah, we got some, uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk to you about. Of course, we're going to be talking about video games news and all the things that we've been playing this week. Um, we got a couple of news stories we will get to later in the show. Uh, we want to talk about that new Playdate handheld console, the weird thing with the crank in it, um, the new name of the rumored Call of Duty game that's coming this year. Um, the name is rumored, not that the fact that the game is coming, because those are every year. And also a new video game tax that's proposed from the president. Um, we'll talk about all of that a little bit later on. But first, we've played some games this week, um, and we're going to tell you about them. So here's here's the deal. Um, now, Al, I know you have a couple games, so I guess we'll alternate. Um, I'll let you talk about one of your games, then... Actually, we'll just go back and forth with your games, and then I'll talk about mine. Because I just went, I just got back home from Momocon. That's like the main thing I have to talk about. So yeah, we we can go. With, we can just keep mine at the end because I got like multiple indies that I tried out there. So yeah, what you've been playing this week, man? Okay, so I started off with uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic. Okay, the old classic. Because I wanted, I wanted to, I couldn't play. Like I can't play. Tour 2, even though I have it installed, because I removed the, uh, the, like, a restoration mod. Oh. Uh-oh. Because, for some reason, every time I play, play every playthrough I do, my whole party turns out evil. Is that a bug, or it's just, like, they make those choices or something? It has, it has to be something with the mods colliding. Oh, God. You've broken the game. Yeah, because, I like, this could be just uh, something I wanted to get experience because they were I, I saw it when i first got my xbox my original xbox like 15 years ago mm-hmm. it was there was a, a screenshot in the back of the box yeah with, with the exile Adam, and Kreia, and they all had and Kreia or the exile had a lightsaber and that mm-hmm. never happened that does not happen you don't get a lightsaber you have to build the lightsaber the whole mini quest yeah and i downloaded like four or five years ago kotor 2 got controller support and mod support out of basically nowhere. <laughs> I remember hearing about that. That was a weird, really weird story. And I downloaded a mod called, or that is just basically you get the mod, lights, a bunch of lightsabers, like one of each at the start, like in the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. And I also downloaded one that does removes the diseased sort of look your companions get when they fall to the dark, when they go like when they're really deep in the dark side. Oh, like that Mass Effect 2 type thing when you're evil? Yeah. Makes sense, yeah. So I decided to play Star Wars Old Public, and I realized, oh wait, I canceled my subscription, I gotta resub. <laughs> and I I decided to, like, at first I signed in, hey, you're not you're not preferred anymore, you're regular, subscribe. Like, at it, like, immediately pouring salt in the wound yeah. of me, of me forget, forgetting that I just canceled the whole subscription. Hmm. That's... I decided to play as a, like, to, instead of carrying off where I left up off, mm-hmm. and one of the expansions, I decided to do a smuggler. Okay. Switch it up a little bit. I am not lying when I say I got, in the beginning area, 16 
like got to level sixteen by the time I hit Corazon. <laughs> oh God, that you just really wait. How how as a smuggler? I mean, I'm not exactly sure how the classes play in in uh, that game, but I I'd imagine as a smuggler, it's a little bit less direct combat. So how are you leveling up so fast? Okay, so I'm taking on multiple like there's quests, there's side quests, like there's a main story, there's side stories, and there are bonus quests like defeat defeat x amount of enemies, defeat x amount of specific enemies, and then defeat mm-hmm. like uh, or something along with that. Yeah, I was just fighting. I was just shooting everything I saw. Oh, okay. So killing indiscriminately, we are. Yeah, and I actually. On multiple occasions, I saw like four the smugglers. Like, there's only eight classes uh, combined with uh, dark side, light side. Hmm, Okay. And the smuggler companion in the beginning is Corso. Hmm. And I got multiple Corso disagrees (laughs) because I chose the bad. I chose dark side. Oh wow! (laughs) Why? He's doing that for the line. I'm trying to no, no. I'm just trying to like method play. Hmm. Okay. Like, I don't know who did the voice for the smuggler, but he's he reminds me, he, he just sounds a bit like Nathan Bellion from Firefly. Oh, okay. Wow, that's pretty good then. Hmm. And the way the art, like the design is, characters and beards and hair, is very rock band. Mm-hmm. In that if you choose like a a full beard, it'll have like, like bumps and stuff. Yeah. And if you choose them to be like muscular, they look a little, it doesn't look, it looks a bit odd. Kind of like like they just have muscles in places that look like look it looks like you should not have muscles. Yeah, uh, that's that's always weird. I don't I don't know how that's supposed to be good. And I decided to like some of the things I did were I intimidated someone to get footage back. Like like the bounty hunter the, or the smuggler starts an ord mantel. Yeah, and the way the story works for all the game or all the character like tr- like are like characters. Mm-hmm. They start off in this one place with either a group of people or something, and most times it'll start on. There'll be a character that you're introduced to, and it'll, or characters, and the the main go, main goal of the entire playthrough is to get either kill or fight or save those people. Hmm. Okay. Pretty diverse uh, choices, I guess. Yeah. So I, there, there's also like even though there's eight. Like even though there's like only four characters to choose from for both Republican Sith, yeah, there are, there are like subclasses, or there are two different types for each class, so it's technically sixteen. Hmm. So there's a smuggler and there's like scoundrel. Yeah, I chose to be a scoundrel. <laughs> well, I, I I assume that's going to be more interesting anyway, since everyone likes to be the altruistic hero in Star Wars. Well, I did I did start like. The Republic wanted to free a war, wanted me to free a war criminal or another war criminal, a pirate. So I decided to free him, and then I was got an offer to, to sabotage the whole thing and kill him for for money. <laughs> yeah. And at first I was going to do it. Then the guy, the quest giver, or the second alternate quest giver, mentions that the person killed someone close to him. Hmm. So I okay. chose to do the dark ending with that. Hmm. Okay. But then I mean, there, hey, eye for an eye type thing. But then there was one thing where like. A doctor the Republic wanted, but hmm. like they wanted me to, to get bring him back from one of the like a war zone. Okay. And he had like a bunch of kids who whose parents died. Like they were basically orphans. This is this is and a I, lot. <laughs> I chose like 
I added a hint that maybe my character was an orphan, like oh. Han Solo. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So I chose to make have this have my character Iron Deck. Right. Iron uh, Deck. Oh, Iron Deck. E Y R or E R Y N D A K. Ah, gotcha. I was like Iron Deck. That's a interesting name. But yeah, Iron Deck makes a little bit more sense. I mean, I lo- this is coming from the guy who named the character Mortificus. Mort- <laughs> okay, what inspired that one? I don't know. And he was, a, and ironically, he was a. A Jedi. <laughs> okay. Well, a lot of the a lot of the Jedi characters, and at least in the movies that I've seen, are have weird names like Mace Windu or Yoda, or, or Steel, or yeah. Revan, or Malak, or Anakin. <laughs> well, he wasn't. He was never a Jedi, but you know, he wanted to be. Anyway, that's yeah. besides the point. Um. So yeah, sounds like you're enjoying your time with it so far, at least. Yeah, I'm gonna try to go back and like replay stuff like start fresh with character like i have a bunch of characters that i just dropped up like stopped playing their stories and w- went to a different class hmm dang so they're just left waiting for you to come back to them huh yeah hmm. okay that should be fun hopefully do, i mean i don't know if you uh well i guess you haven't jumped back into them yet but do you think it's going to be like kind of disorienting to just hop in instantly and you know be on an already moving forward story and all that stuff, or are oh, you no, not no. worried about that? I, I'm gonna start like start fresh with these characters. Oh wait, you can't. You can do that where you can go back to those characters and just start from the top of the story again. No, I'm, I'm most likely gonna delete the character, like write down the names of the character, that, like of the characters, mm-hmm. and classes and stuff, and just do some minor changes. Huh. Okay. So okay. So you're just gonna like start it over. Start just make a new save, but like play it kind of in the style of the original save. Yeah. All right, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, because I was like, wow, you're really gonna just start in the middle of a game like that after all these years. But hey, it should be fun. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. just I just remember one of the stupidest names I I came up with for the bounty hunter, Zango Fett. Zango Fett. Yep. Wow. <laughs> That's like the name they give like a a doll you find in the dollar store, the soft brand. <laughs> off like, brand, uh, George, uh, Django slash Boba Fett. Yeah, like Z- Zoba Fett is like right next to Flar Flar Minx and <laughs> fucking Janik and Sky Skipper. <laughs> and the thing is, I chose like I really wanted. I couldn't like I don't have like I don't have much. I I can't like. I wanted to watch, like, I needed something to have in the background. Yeah. So, I was, first I was putting on random Game, Game Grumps compilation. Mm-hmm. And then I found a, found the perfect thing to put on. Uh, should I? Oh. <laughs> are you because, talking about... Yeah, yeah. No, because, like, people are saying... People have now started to claim that KOTOR 2 is, like, the, the last Jedi of the, the whole series. Oh, God. Really? <laughs> it's what, like, a lot of people... It's a really good game, but because it's different from KOTOR 1, it, it's not as good. Uh, well, I, I, yeah. Like, the, I played, actually, I played KOTOR 2 first, and I hmm. loved it, but then again, that's me. And that, that's coming from the guy who played, who bought Aliens from Marines a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, I hear ya. Um, I, I don't know, man. Some people are just, I, I don't know if we need to make that comparison, because, I don't think there's a comparison there because even if even if uh, even if that game isn't as good as the original, 
people drag on Last Jedi so much to such an extreme degree that I don't feel like that is a good comparison. But um, I, I can sympathize with them if they don't think it's quite as good. A lot of I, actually, I don't want to say that a lot of second films are are looked at as better than the first one. But in games, it's usually the opposite. It's a lot of second it's a lot of the first games are considered worse than the second one. So the second one's usually always an improvement. Um, or actually, I feel like I said that completely in the opposite direction of what I meant. And I'm just going to cancel that because it doesn't make sense anymore. <laughs> apologies, y'all. Apologies, y'all. I've been at this convention all week and I'm tired. Um, or not all week, four days. Anywho. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, I'm interested to see if you're going to have fun with it. And it's interesting to see just this to see someone playing a paid mmo like a monthly subscription i i don't have a single friend or person i know who still you know has their toe in any of those so it's, it's cool to see that you're having fun with one so uh yeah I, I guess we'll report back when you're playing some more later i mean like I'll, i can just quickly run down some perks of actually like I mean, there are game like t- time cards mm-hmm. which can be like two months or three months at a time okay yeah then I chose to go with just single monk, fourteen ninety nine, and you get double the, ca- the amount of character slots. For you get uh like five hundred cartel coins a month, mm-hmm. which is their type of in-game currency. Okay, yeah, yeah. You hmm. get free, you get automatic access to the expansions, which are they raise your level too and make a much a much better experience than playing it than how it would play like like if you played for free. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. That's gonna be and interesting. Yeah. It's not even... It's May, right? Uh, yeah, just almost toward the end of May. I just heard some fireworks go off. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, it's Memorial Day uh, tomorrow. But it's not Memorial Day now. But, you know, some people might still have to work, so they're like, let's celebrate tonight, y'all. <laughs> I don't know. Or it wasn't fireworks and someone needs an ambulance. No, this, this is a good area. <laughs> All right, that's what you say. I'll believe you. Uh, I mean, no, that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> we'll see. If you start hearing a siren, I guess we'll have our answer. <laughs> but yeah, or if we don't have a siren, then the place is even worse than I thought. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so yeah, I guess we'll hear back from some more Star Wars stuff later on. So um, what else have you been uh, trying out this week as far as playing games and stuff? Star Trek Online, on my, as, I, as I mentioned, in in the uh, as in my uh, prior message, mm-hmm. you're set, setting up the whole recording. My alt alt character. Yeah, your double alt character. Now you're gonna have to explain that to me a little bit. It, what it, do you have m- multiple alt characters because of the let's play you're recording? Or I mean, okay. why do you have so many? I have I have of course the namesake of the or my the namesake of the channel. <laughs> the Star Trek Evolution, the Evolution, which throughout the entire time I've had only been the Evolution throughout a very various amount of ships, mm. and my alternate account or my alternate character is the captain of the USS Cochrane. Oh yes, the the Cochrane commander. <laughs> that just was a funny word that I wanted to say again. It's actually. Um, have you ever heard of? Uh, have you ever seen Star Trek: First Contact? Um, no, I, I think I, no, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. No, I haven't. I, I try to, because I like Star Trek so much, I try to role play hmm. and, and like try to keep it, like not break the immersion. Yeah. So like the evolution, 
as like as a callback to season the opener season three, aka the best the season where things started getting on track. Hmm. Okay. I'm sure someone would think that's a bold claim, but I'm just gonna believe you. <laughs> and the the Co- the USS Cochrane is named after Severin Severum Cochrane, who developed warp capable warp capable crap, which caused Star like Earth to humans to meet uh the, the Vulcans. Mm-hmm. And now I just I started a a uh, PC build. Hmm. Okay. How does this make it different? Well, one, it looks uh-huh. much, much, much better. Okay, <laughs> so graphically, you got improvements there, huh? Yeah, uh, it's not. It's like for the past twenty-one episodes of Star Trek Evolution, mm-hmm. there's like with ship combat, there there's only like two or three ways you can move around the camera. Hmm. Oh, okay, like, that's like a little rigid in in terms of like zooming in. Oh, okay, okay, three different camera, kind of like Grand Theft Auto back in. The- yeah. Okay, With it makes this, sense. the camera is, or the zoom and zoom out, is, is assigned to the, the key wo- or the, the mouse wheel. Hmm. Okay, it's a little bit different. So I'm actually able to see my my ship, and it looks pretty badass. Hmm. <laughs> awesome. I guess they have like more detail now that you can control the camera that way. Yeah, and they're also running a thing right now, where if you're like, there's sales, they go like twenty five percent off everything. Oh. And since I don't know, like they're they're they've pretty much broke the game. They've broken the game, sort of. <laughs> oh, great! Like you're each time you level, you get it like in reach level ten, twenty, thirty, and so on. Mm-hmm. You get a, a different tiered ship. Yeah, they just and now they just said, yeah, you can just get it, get it, whatever ship you want. Oh wow! Okay, that seems like a big you know removal of a restriction there. Is that gonna like cause chaos in the in the group or anything? Or I don't know how that even is supposed to work. Well, what they did is like if you if you bought if you bought in the like in the game if you buy a tier six or tier any like if you bought a big like a if you spent money in the the C store mm-hmm. and bought a, like a like a cool like like a better ship, you get Mark six or so Mark. But basically, improve much more, like a UB or powered. Oh, okay. Jesus. What, what they did now mm-hmm. is you buy the ship, and it'll scale like in terms of like it'll scale as you level, like with you. Oh, okay. And they they sort of tested this out something like a few, like a month or two a month or two ago with mm-hmm. having a, a like one they tested out with one ship that scales but yeah. now doing it with all with all all ships oh okay that's pretty good so that's it seems like it's a system that'll help the the ship you know kind of progress with you a little bit better yeah and i mm-hmm. i went from level one to seven all in the course of a day oh god or, or, okay or all in the course of like three to five hours oh shoot not even a day just a few hours that's impressive and uh like i went from the evolution because this was the account i made it a while ago like i don't even remember when i made it and then i made i switched it to a, a take on the galaxy class an evolution of the galaxy class no pun intended mm-hmm. and i named it the uss gibson in honor of bob gibson oh <laughs> that's nice which is actually just a, a deep space nine reference because that's uh Ben Ben Cisco's favorite baseball player. Oh, okay. I didn't even put that together. 
and something that happened in both when I was playing both Star Trek Online and Star Wars Yellow Public didn't die once. Same or same thing happened also with Fallout 76. Didn't die at, at all. Wow. Still not dead. I don't know how to feel about that, but <laughs> hey, I guess it's I mean, it might be something about just online games like that in general that just have a low difficulty ceiling. Maybe it's like as a low difficulty ceiling there so you can really get to the hard stuff because all all those games have like high level content like for the more traditional games they have like raids and stuff and i know fallout 76 has like nuke nuke this location then the enemies get harder so i think they're saving the challenge for that but that's still kind of strange something i noticed or i noticed the same thing i with uh I, from last week with fallout 76 yeah Every- Everything is like the commu- the different communities, like the console community for Fallout 76, not that great. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can only imagine the fall the Star Trek Online ones for for PS4 barely there. The one for Xbox One is they're just they don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're assholes, but <laughs> they're just not the group you'd prefer. Yeah. So I'm like I'm I warp to space dock or I buy the ship, immediately warp trans warp to space dock. And man, I've there's like there's a crap ton more people combined in the, in Earth or in the Earth space dock, yeah, like in space outside the starbase one than most of like ninety five percent of what I've been of the players I've seen in <laughs> on the console version. <laughs> Damn. And I and I figured out the difference between the console and PC. They basically dumbed it down. Hmm. Like the entire game, like gameplay wise, they mapped like playing with the keyboard and mouse. Yeah, that's how it should be played. Uh, that's how it's designed for. Yeah, because they brought the game to consoles in I want to say five or six, five to six years after the game came out. Oh, that's strange. <laughs> I don't know if that's even a good. Well, some people have to do that for the sake of development cost. Before a game like that, that's just odd. Yeah, and it's. I mean, I. I'm gonna put in more hours, but uh-huh. um, like I did, I read like I mm-hmm. stopped uh, playing at well, like I turned to, or I logged out right after uh, becoming rank becoming rank seven. Oh, okay. So that I don't know. So like I'm like a lieutenant. Right oh, okay. So yeah, you're so you're rising up in the ranks then. Um, is that unlock like new new different gameplay to do with the ships and everything or? Well, when I when I bought my new fancy baller sh- ship. Mm-hmm. I noticed that my, like, when you're in space, it shows you, it shows different abilities you have for different, like, officers you have. Mm-hmm. So if you notice, if you've watched any of the videos I've put up of Search Evolution on the, like, the console version. Yeah. There's either, like, a, um, there's mainly either I shoot up all, whenever I go into combat, I'll shoot a blue beam that takes out shields, or I'll power, just emergency power to shields. Mm-hmm. Turns out there's a there's one that didn't make it to consoles, or if it did, I I, I didn't find it. Huh? That yeah. Actually, that actually buffs your torpedoes <sighs> and really? increases it for like 35, 35 seconds. That's a little. It's kind of bizarre. Hmm. I don't know if that's like a. I don't know why they would include it on one platform and not the other, but maybe it I, is tied to that controls, like you said. Yeah, because you have the ship stuff is tied. To, the extended ship stuff is tied to L- the left trigger or L L two, and like the um no no I mean L L B slash R L one. 
Yeah, yeah. And the ground combat stuff is tied to RB slash R1. Hmm. Okay. I mean, that makes logical sense, but I'm just still kind of like, huh, why but is this? So I was just blown away. Like, I, I, it got to the point where I was, I hadn't played, like, I hadn't played um, with, like, the whole mouse and keyboard with Star Trek Online because with Star Wars, I touch press, like, the one or, the one or two button. Or the yeah. One or, the one key or the two key to uh, get some good attacks going. Mm-hmm. And, but, man, is that game gorgeous. <laughs> I can only imagine if you got it cranked up on PC, especially. Yeah, originally it was set at like low, and I set it to ultra or maximum. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, it, it it has to be pretty. I can only imagine with I mean with the big the final frontier out in front of you and everything, and even in the gameplay, the the explosions and everything, and the colors kind of pop against that more darker backdrop. So, yeah, I can only I can imagine just how it looks. Yes. <laughs> and uh, before we move on to my my last game. Hmm. So they actually re- re- kept in something I thought they removed, or that's not, something that's not all in the the console version. Hmm. Yeah, and that is uh, instead of when the game first launched, you didn't you weren't traveling through space. You were basically wa- traveling on like a grid type type surf uh, type uh like thing. Mm-hmm. I, I swear I pressed a button or clicked on something, and immediately went back to that, and all the memories came flooding back. <laughs> uh well that's a good that's a good memory the nostalgia i mean with star trek being such a, a franchise that's gone on for so long there's a lot of nostalgia to capitalize in that game i'm sure yeah nothing against and like discovery is not is sort of the last jedi of star, star trek really i i hear yeah. a lot of people who like discovery there are old fans who like older fans i'm not gonna name not gonna name channels or their media <laughs> Okay. Neurotic. Yeah, but they, they. So it seems like older fans are just not a fan of the series. Well, I remember, like, I don't know if I told you about it, but like a sh- a, a series called Why, or the death of a, of X game. Mm-hmm. I was watching. I decided to watch their video on Star Trek Online. Yeah. And they cut. They cut to a Red Letter Media disc on, and I and this is in quotes. Yeah. To. Rather, a Red Letter Media video about not even anything talking about the name, just talking about the short name, like the shortened abbreviated name. Hmm. Yeah. Star Trek Discovery, because it's most people. Wow. Don't... Yeah. <laughs> I just got it. Yeah, because usually it's T like TOS, TNG, DS9, and STD. <laughs> and I actually applaud what how CBS has gone gone like. They've gone. It, they they've spun this. They've spun it to where it's not. They they, they call it disco. They call it disco. Yeah, because they discovery is sort of a mouthful. Oh, so Star Trek disco. Yeah. Oh. What should we think about it? That'd be a rad thing to see. I actually would love that. That's like a that should be an event in Star Trek Online or something. Give everyone some disco emotes or something. But yeah, that that's uh. It's pretty interesting. I didn't know there was a group of people who didn't like the the TV series, but hey, shout out to Sunika Noni Green being on that show. She's she was good in Walking Dead, so I'm sure she's okay on that show. Um, uh, she, so yeah, season one had like a Flash season one thing where like who Flash season one had who was there Harrison Wells, season, and Discovery season one had who was Gabriel Lorca. Mm, okay, so it had it, st- yeah, it had a similar type of thing this season. Or last season, the first season wasn't that great. 
got to the point where they actually fired the showrunners. Oh, wow. Because they were, like, abusing, like, sort of verbally abusing the right, rest of the, like, the writers and everything. Hmm. And they brought in or announced Kurtzman, who was involved with the first two Star Trek, like, 09, 09 to Darkness. Hmm. He, they, he, he was brought in to, like, showrun. And this season was great. And people still hated it. Yeah. I, I guess once the damage has been done... There's no reversing it for certain, for certain franchises, but um, hey, hopefully they're able to right the ship on that one. Um, it well at least well yeah I don't want to get off on that tangent. No, I mean We're, I mean everyone, most people I know, are majority ninety nine percent of the people I know like it. Oh okay. And I like it because they, I can't I don't want to spoil like how things ended because the finale was like a month ago. Hmm. So it's like it just ended in a way you found satisfying, I'm sure. Yeah, because they they leave things like the way they ended season two. It's mm. mind blowing. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Fascinating. I guess we'll uh. I guess we'll add that to the list of things I need to watch. <laughs> it's it's a damn shame because at at MomoCon, Patrick Walburton, who's in a bunch of stuff, he's the voice of Kronk and everything. I met him at the con, got him to sign my series of unfortunate events poster, and. I still haven't seen the last season of that show that just came out at the beginning of the year. So, like, that's how bad I am with TV. Um, but to get away from TV, since I'm clearly bad at keeping up with it, um, what's that final game you've been playing this week, man? Yakuza Kwame. Yeah, I am super interested to see what you think, because I've been kind of... I mean, yeah. I, I technically have played some Yakuza games. Mm-hmm. Like, I played apparently the worst one according to some people which is the dead one the zombie one. Oh, you got yakuza dead souls i that, think that was yeah that was my first one that's how i don't even know how you would lo- allow that to happen because this this was before i had my like crippling zombie like phobia yeah and this whole thing mm-hmm. will just if i even think about zombies like a little bit it can just cripple and induce me in like a okay. paranoid crazy frenzy in a a panic state so yeah but i'm trying to figure out what attracted to you if well this is before that but what what would attract you to dead souls i liked what it was what it was called like the like the the subtitle no the the working name or the working title for it when it was first announced what was it i don't even remember what it was yakuza of the end oh wow (laughs) that's actually a pretty cool name but it just feels super corny I know. I, it's just, and the thing is, I should have like there are characters I didn't know about, hmm. and I, like I, I have I had I think Yakuza three or four, or PS three. Yeah, only feel- pay- played like a minute or two of it. Hmm. Actually, I'm in the same boat. I I have one of them from PlayStation Plus, and I've only played like maybe two or three hours of it, and just haven't come back yet. And, and like I tried playing Zero, which is the prequel, like to. The entire series. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Where you're playing as Kiryu and Majima. Hmm. But I decided to give this a try. Or I bought y- Yakuza, Kwame, and the sequel. Huh. Okay. So so now you have both of them. I mean... Well, wait. You you decided to skip Zero? Yeah, because I just couldn't get into it. Really? So you already tried Zero earlier? I have... I believe I own Zero on PS4. Hmm. I bought both Kwame games on Steam. Yeah. Because as as time to, as in a nutshell, my I can't I can't properly 
playing video games at like if they're three to five feet away from me. Mm, okay, yeah, I gotta it, back it has, up. No, it has, no, I mean it has to be like up close. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, close to anything. So hmm. I, uh, I want to say I played, oh, I, I play, played about three hours. Mm-hmm. Played two, played two hours from like ten to ten to noon. Wow. Okay, I'm surprised you played this much. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, and I was. At first, I was like a little confused because I never like, and like I said, my first one was the worst one. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a retelling or it's a remake of the first Yakuza game. Yeah. Oh, well, they kind of rework. They they kind of retcon some stuff. Like, uh, yeah. There's I forget the name of the character, but the guy with the eye patch and the leopard jacket. Majima. Yeah, Majima. Um, they kind of incorporate him in the story at a much earlier point since he's a fan favorite. Yeah, I. Like he's as as soon as he like he's my favorite character of the series because of his stuff in Dead Dead Souls. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he goes crazy in that game. No, he thinks he gets bit, or gets bit, and he, he he's trying to buy that like a a, a cure. <laughs> so he tries to he ends up going into a sauna to try to like be, like to like sweat it out. <laughs> sweat out the zombie virus. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's the oddest take I've ever thought of or I've ever seen, and it's like when right when and like they bring in characters from different like villain they'll bring in like the, there was the villain from Yakuza Three, hmm. uh, there was the character character that was introduced in either three or three or four. Yeah, cure you, and what happens at the end? Like everything is everything gets saved from the style where like hey, the military comes in and all that stuff. Yeah, everything gets fixed, and they cut to Majima in, in the sauna in like a, a, a in like a towel, mm-hmm. and he he's like he's all psyched up because he's not because it's like it's the end. It's been a long like a really long time. He's been he he must have been in that sauna for like two days, <laughs> and he comes out and he's like, "Time to go buck wild." It's the end, and the orders restored. No, no, he they put the show flashback, and you see that the the person who was who bit him. Mm-hmm. They were, they weren't. The person was wearing dentures, <laughs> so it didn't even count. Yeah, so he was going crazy and like he did all this ridiculous amount of things for nothing. <laughs> that's that's awful, but just that's hilariously ironic. Oh my god! Yeah, so like yeah, your inner like each chapter is you're going through various characters mm-hmm. and like they get there's no, at first uh the the main like it all has to do with obviously like uh millennium tower yeah that's where the whole the final thing ends up like final showdown ends up happening it unites most of the characters except Majima because he's sauna mm-hmm. Hmm. but like i love the combat so far okay in kwami yeah um that's one thing because i actually uh, I'm a little bit like you in the fact that I've only played like for me it's even before Dead Souls like I played the demos for Yakuza 2 on PlayStation 2 years and years ago but I've yeah uh-huh. when they when they dubbed it I no I think just the first game was dubbed this one was like all text and like subtitles because they didn't want to spend so much money anymore but I remember really enjoying that combat system on the PlayStation 2 so and I've and because of that I've always like looked at the series from afar. So seeing you, seeing that you enjoy the combat is something very heartening. <laughs> and I know I'm going to enjoy it too when I do get around to it. And here's the thing, it mm-hmm. is the most brutal 
still it, it like I I played that's or not Dead Souls. I played Zero on PS4 like a while back. Yeah. And I thought it was brutal then. This is even this is even more. It's even more batshit crazy. There's a thing where here you will like you're at a funeral and something happens and yet and you have to fight every literally everybody. <laughs> okay. Not ridiculous at all. So like people are and and I knew the song was off because as I was going up to the like up the stair following a character to where the whole thing goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw arms dealer or oven dealer. Yeah, yeah. Slinging and, those weapons. And I did, and I was foolish enough to to not buy anything when I showed it. Yeah, that's <laughs> in a game like that. You definitely want to hop on those. And it's been a while since I've done this. Cracking open a cold one. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yesterday was all, was double or nothing, and I've been dealing with like upper body or upper back problems. I need uh, this. Yay, man! I don't blame you. I do not blame you. Cool. So, mm-hmm. like, there's, there, I'm like, I'm liking there's four different fighting styles, and I think my favorite so far is brawler hmm. because it's sort of like strong style. Oh, okay. Which is a lot, a large majority of Japanese wrestling. Hmm. Oh, okay. That's that's pretty cool. They're taking from a little bit from real life there. Yeah, in Yakuza Six, mm-hmm. there's actually New Japan wrestling wrestler characters that are in the game. Oh snap! Like as themselves, or like they play somebody. Oh, that's really neat. I didn't even know yeah, that. And, and yet, and having to fight them to uh, like they'll like for turf for turf bat- battles or something. Yeah, it's crazy. Hmm. Yeah, that's really. That's pretty wild. I didn't even know about that one. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, then, um, well, have you been engaged in the story and everything? Because that's another thing I hear a lot, that the story's very insane. And people, lo- it's like a soap opera, I've heard, and people just love it for that. Yeah, there's a character who, like the villain of the game. Mm-hmm. I noticed that he started, like, you, you're getting fla- you, you're getting flashbacks, or you're, you're once character goes to prison mm-hmm. i mean this isn't spoilers because the game came out over a decade ago yeah i agree with that wholeheartedly they end up falling to the dark side so to speak mm-hmm. or it's sort of like post like they tasted like what power felt like oh they got drunk with power yeah and they and they need to see scapegoat or ask to it i'm spoil it <laughs> okay so the the boss like the head of the Do- dojima Kind tries to force himself, force tries to force himself on Yumi, mm-hmm. who Kiryu has a thing for. Cosplay's not consent, so that's step one. Wait, what'd you say? I said cosplay's not consent, which is <laughs> which is not appropriate for this conversation. But whatever. Is, do you understand that reference at all? No, I have, that that just went it's, over my head. <laughs> it's a saying in conventions. It's a saying where if you see like someone who's dressed up in a costume. And you want to take their picture or you or anything like that, you should ask first rather than just snapping a picture without them knowing because just them dressing up does not imply that they want their picture taken by random people. So, well, here's the thing. The thing. I, I was in the kind of funny Facebook group earlier. Yeah. And I mentioned something about it had to do with people being like someone in New York was they were given a like a debt, like a basically or like a, an album by as like an artist oh like and, uh those people who like drop their mixtapes on the street sort of 
Okay. Where, and then they try to get extra money for, from you because you took it. Like saying, hey, you, you get, I gave you that, so you should pay me. Oh, well, that's lame. Yeah, and one of the responses, like, because there, there's a whole bunch. Gosh. Like, avoid New, avoid New York, anyone in New York City at all costs. Yeah, that's... And that's someone, someone randomly commented that they were taking a picture, and then a whole bunch of cosplayers jumped in. Oh, no. And after they, and he took, like, he was in the person so they, they didn't mind it, because it looked, it, the picture apparently looked awesome, and they all demanded money. Oh, no. That doesn't, that doesn't sound like a good idea. <laughs> after, I, I'd have to look at that for context, that, that thread, but who, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm, I'm an admin over at the Kind of Funny Facebook group at the kind of funny facebook group for people who don't know but man even some of the stuff i see even as an admin i'm like yo i don't know about that Ugh. but going back to uh story of Kwame, mm-hmm. uh nishikiyama or is he's called nishiki by uh kiryu okay yeah like him yumi and kiryu all were sort of by uh cosma cosmosan yeah and you end up taking the like taking the rap for the sh- like like Nishiki shoots the head of the Dojima family. Oh Christ! Like do- the Dojima patriarch. No. And he's and he's like he's frozen and like Yumi is like she looks like she's like really messed up, like psychologically. <sighs> so you go to prison, you take the rap, and yeah. when you get out, and this this thing that makes me want to start playing more. Mm-hmm. Once you you're like you're walking around, you get you uh Majima f- finds you. Yeah. And he, like, and then like they mentioned that after after, and he's you fight him and you lose, or if you if you're actually good good at games, you can beat him. <laughs> if you don't suck, y'all. No, I'm kidding. So I lost, and it like it's sort of like Majma will 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 attack you unexpectedly anywhere in any like anywhere in any place. Yeah. Oh, he's like a random encounter. Yeah, and <laughs> I've beaten him the, like the first, like the the following two times, to- like two times. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it, it, and he, he's just really tough. Well, no, it's like certain. He's he's sort of just crazy. Yeah, that that sounds like, accurate as well. You, you get a mess when you, you first get a, when you get out. Like the game starts in Yakuza Zero takes place in the eighty Yakuza. Kwame takes place in 1995, and then 2005. Hmm. Okay. Because like the beginning chapter, the first chapter is 7 to 1995. Hmm. And Kiryu was in prison for 10 years. Oh, okay. I remember he was in prison for 10 years. I, I wasn't sure when it started, so that makes sense. So he gets out, and you're seeing, you're getting flashbacks to like the a year after Kiryu gets sent to prison, and there's there, and like Nishiki gets told he has to he has to like. He has to handle Kiryu when he gets out. Like his, like Kiryu is his responsibility. Oh, like he has to take care of him and whatnot. Because he, because of what what he he did, what everyone knows at the time. Like after, like a year after the whole thing happened. Mm-hmm. And then there's something about like his Nishiki's people don't respect him. So yeah. Sort of the sort of the whole pe- like nepotism thing. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And the guy and the people say if they were Kiryu. I wouldn't be doing this, but you, you're just a, a kiss ass. <laughs> so you can see how it sort of turns him into like a villain. Yeah, definitely. It's and pretty... like, again, if you if you're actually good at the game and beat 
a certain character, everything goes okay, but it got to the point where the game asked me, do you want, do you want us to turn game, like, difficulty to, to easy temporarily so you can beat this guy? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I pressed yeah, I, I press yes, and I felt horrible. I mean, is there trophies related to it? It's mainly just Steam Achievements. Oh, okay. Well, yes, yeah, Steam Achievements. I, I don't, I mean, you're probably okay. I mean, I don't play, the only... I don't play games for achievements or trophies. Or- yeah, unlike me, hello. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only time I did I would do that was for Telltale games. Oh, yeah, so I feel you. So I'd just have something to my name. <laughs> well, that's at least fun story-wise, so it's all good. Yeah, I mean, with Walking Dead uh, Season 3 and shown on PC, it was just, just... Just get all those trophies instantly. No, you would literally, it would be Trophy 4. It was just very generic sound like name like achievements or trophies. Yeah, not too much thought into those. But I'm I'm sure you've probably seen like I'm sure you've seen this point in the game like on YouTube and stuff. Yeah. Where they it's a cutscene of people throwing trying to throw rock or throwing rocks at a, a Shiba Inu. Oh, I've I've probably seen a clip of this back when it first came out. Hmm. And, and they throw they try to throw it a second time like a kid. It, uh, a young girl you you find in like a restaurant. Yeah, that's like what what was that? I I have the I have flashes of this in my head, but I'm not putting together the they, full. They attempt to throw a rock at at it a second time, like another time to to like in the head. Yeah, yeah. They they hurl like the guy hurls it at the at the she, at the dog. Yeah. And in slow mo, you see, like in slow motion, you see Kiryu grab it. Oh wow! <laughs> like badass style. I love that unnecessary slow motion and the extraness of some of the scenes. Yeah, and he takes it and throws it right at the guy and knocks him like knocks him down. And mm-hmm. you have to take you have to fight like eight people or not or possibly ten. Oh my god! And you're really surrounded on well, like left on in all directions. <laughs> and there was like there would be with each different style of fighting. There's different like fit like finishing moves. Mm-hmm. So like. The brawling one is like you you grab a guy by the head, you stick you grab you grab his head like sit him up, and then you just deliver a kick right to his like the side of his head. Yeah. And since this is your Yakuza game, you can just grab grab anything that any anything that's anything on the ground. Yeah, anything that's not nailed down, <laughs> including some things that are. <laughs> yeah. So I I was like hitting people with traffic cones, hitting them with bikes. Got to the point where I was hitting someone with just a, a tire. But then I just stopped the game. I stopped playing because I got to the point where the girl wants to take care of the dog, and I tried to buy. I I, I have to I have to find grocery a grocery like convenience store that they don't sell the dog food. <laughs> but I enough mean, of that. Not... Now let's let's get to what you played at Moment Gone. Oh yeah, I played a bunch of stuff. Um, and I do want to. I, I actually want to get to Yakuza at some point uh, later on because I actually own two of the games myself as well. So um. Yeah, you you you're getting me a little bit excited to play that, but um, as you said, uh, yeah, Kwami One is only nineteen ninety nine on Steam. I actually and own, yeah, I own that in Zero already. Kwami Two is only twenty nine. Yeah, and then they go on sale fairly regularly too. So, um, yeah, it, it's gonna be good. Um, those games, yeah. And the thing, the uh, thing that just boggles my mind. Mm-hmm. Kwami Two came out this month and is twenty nine. Yeah, I mean, it came out at a budget price because it, it is a remake of an old game after all. So yeah, it's definitely going to be a good time. And it only came out less than a year after Kiwami, so, or yes, less than a year after Zero. 
Um, so yeah, it's uh coming hot and fast. Um, speaking of hot and fat, I don't know if hot. And, I don't know if that's a good transition at all. Um, well, Momocon was hot. Speaking of hot, it was hot as hell out there in the in the in the Georgia heat. Um, going to Momocon this weekend. So um, film, film capital of the world. Yeah, well, it's becoming the film capital of the world. Um, I mean, I'd like to see them maybe use some of that to do other things but <laughs> i'm not gonna get into different statements here we're, we're gonna stop with the tangents let's get to momocon um so yeah momocon for you guys who do not know momocon is basically they advertise it as you know atlanta's answer to comic-con so uh it, it has your comic book stuff it has your video game stuff but a big heavy slant on momocon specifically is anime um, that's kind of the roots of where it started at. It started as an anime convention, but now it's become, you know, game personalities show up, um, voice actors from different games show up, and uh, comic book stuff is there as well. You get a lot of panels for that. It's pretty much everything nerd in one place if you're into South. And so I went there. I go there just about every year. And one thing I like to do when I go there is to try a bunch of indie games. Um, well, actually, do you... I was going to, I'll talk a little bit about just generally how the convention was. Um, and then yeah, we'll talk. A, yeah. I'm, I'm worried now because I'm seeing things like, like mm -hmm. people like associated with Simpsons, like exec producers and people like writers or something. are going to be at E3 this year. And yeah. I'm, and I'm scared that E3 is going to turn to like the electronic gaming expo, electronic entertainment expo convention. Yeah, <laughs> like where they officially put the e, it just instead of E three comes E E three C, or just E E C. Yeah, yeah. I mean, slowly but surely, it could become that. I, I hate. Mm, here's how I feel. Well, I that's a different. I feel like that's a slightly different conversation. But I, me telling you about Momocon can kind of infer what that could be. Um, so Momocon has always been for every year I've been there. This year feels like the biggest budget year for me at least where it feels like they've gotten a lot of like you know outside of outside of specifically anime outside of you know video games and stuff they've gotten a lot of people um they had the entire main cast of steven universe there um for multiple days too and there's some some fairly a-list people estelle is one of the voice actors on that show and she was there for like two or three days um and she's like a big time music recording artist so like the fact that she made time for it is pretty cool um patrick walburton like i said earlier um he was there i got to get his signature on stuff he's uh he's like you should a, have had him, uh -huh. him sign a copy of into the tales from the borderlands oh damn if only i had a, a physical one holy yeah. shit I totally forgot he was even in that game. I, I went up there and thanked him for Kronk and everything else, but I totally forgot Tales from the Borderlands. Oh, my God. I should have said you, something about that. You should have mentioned something about his face getting ripped off <laughs> and used as a Masquerade Raider. Oh, my God. That's perfect. Um, maybe in another lifetime. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like having dudes like that there, they had all those people there. Steve Bloom, who's a huge deal, especially in anime and been in a million games as well. Um, and he's, the, he's, the, he's the voice of Wolverine. Exactly. He's the voice of Wolverine and, you know, Spike from uh, Cowboy Bebop and all these other characters. Um, he was there. Um, they had, like, the voice of Mario, Peach, Waluigi, Donald Duck. Um, all those guys were there. It was a big cast of voice actors and just people you know from different things. Um, Wait, I, thought the, I thought the voice of Donald, uh, Donald Duck died. 
I don't know if it. I don't think it's the original voice actor. Just whoever does them currently, like for okay. Ducktales and stuff. Um, or is Ducktales the show that's on? Yeah, they yeah, brought... Ducktales is on. Yeah, they... I don't think Donald Duck. I think I think there's only Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, something like that. Or he might just voice him in like the most recent animated series and things. Um, and but... let's say if if it was Scrooge McDuck, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna freak out because that's David Tennant. That's Tenth Doctor, yo. Oh yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have. I, I it totally would have. Well, I actually recognize that face from uh, Doctor Who more than anything else. But um, anywho, I just feel like with with that, with the fact that they still they always do a rave every year. That always happens on Saturday night. They always. I feel like just their production value has been more on point this year than ever before. Maybe that's just me, but it just felt that way when I came in. Um, so I feel like they're definitely progressing as a convention itself. Um, as far as like what I did, my part of it, um, I had two cosplays I wanted to do, um, two costumes for those of you who don't know what a cosplay is. Um, Both I, from alternate futures. Yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah, technically that's true. Um, so I did, uh, one of them. So as you guys, I feel like I've talked about this before on the podcast, uh, kind of yeah. funny. Uh, kind of funny does their you know yearly party or whatever that they do almost every summer this year is actually the first year they're not doing one last year was prom that was the theme of their party i of course went and as you may already know i was uh runner up for prom king um i was the second place winner for that and so i was like hey number one i want to have an excuse to wear the suit again since i'm not paying a hundred dollars to wear a suit for one night and number two how can I play with my the people on Twitter? <laughs> Just have some fun with them while I'm at this convention. So I decided I'm going to dress up and dress up as an alternate future Emmett who actually won prom king. <laughs> so I went out. I actually looked at Blessing uh, Blessing Adeoye Jr. He's the one who actually won prom king. I And he, his uh, profile picture is him at, right after he won. So I looked at his picture literally and just was like, on Amazon, and I was like, "Okay, this looks exactly like that crown. Buy this crown. That cape looks like this cape." <laughs> it it was literally like, cause I know I know how kind of funny rolls. They're not gonna go that extravagant with their stuff. I was like, I'm, I bet they just bought it off Amazon. Sure enough, I got the exact ones. <laughs> like Tim even liked the tweet, and I'm like, "Yeah, he knows. <laughs> he knows." So yeah, I got that, and that was a that was a fun outfit to do. The thing is. I wore that suit a year ago in June. I've gained weight since, and I didn't think I gained that much weight until I put that suit on, and I had a very limited range of motion that entire day. <laughs> it was it was, it was, was one of those days where it was like, oh, I dropped that on the floor. Hey, friend in the group, can you, like, bend down and get that? Because if I bend down, I guarantee something's ripping. So... <laughs> It, it other than that it was fun people were you know people didn't know who i was no one knew who i was because that's such an obscure pull but otherwise uh people enjoyed the colorfulness of the suit uh it's a very brightly colored uh 90s suit think like the intro scene think like the intro title credits to rugrats and that's effectively what my suit was um very cool um so i wore that one day and then the more gaming centric cosplay that i tried was uh if you guys ever played horizon zero dawn um there's one character varl um the uh, black character in your main tribe um i i dressed up as him mainly because i always wanted to dress up as him because he has the exact same hairstyle as me 
and I was like, there's no way. I love that game so much, and a character that looks like me is in it. I have to pull it off. I have to do it. Now, it was a lot of work trying to even get close to pulling that off. Um, I, I had went out. I went to Hobby Lobby like three times over the last few months. Uh, I bought fabric. I bought, you know, hot. I bought a hot glue gun, which is something I I never do. And I just put together a lot of crafts and whatnot. And oh yeah, I ooh. <laughs> I'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm literally stunned. Yes, I I saw that right before. For for those of you, uh, I'm just gonna bring this up really fast in the middle of this. Um, I'll just put in the chat uh, a link to this video. Someone made someone basically made the star the starfighter piloting in um, Battlefront Two. They made that in dreams, and it looks very very accurate to the point of just astonishment as you have already said um so yeah go out and look at that one um uh, go go out and find that one it's really cool but um but anyway going back to this uh yeah the Varl cosplay I, I went out and got a whole bunch of fabric got a bunch of materials got a bunch of paracord that i bought armor online someone actually makes armor from russia uh and i got it imported over here and that was not cheap <laughs> And I, I spent all this money on it and I did all this work on it. I cut all the pieces into like makeshift shirts and bought cardboard from work to cut into uh, the circle design on his chest and, you know, bought face paint and all that. I did a whole lot to, to make this cosplay. And ultimately, I ended up looking pretty cool. Um, people, a lot of people thought I was just uh, Mumbaku from Black Panther, <laughs> which is, which, that, yeah. That's not, cl- that's not, that's not. I mean, people saw the fur, and they saw the fur and the fact that I was, like, clearly some, like, tribal guy. So they were like, okay, fur, tribal, you're black, Black Panther. Like, not everyone, I will say, not everyone thought I was Mumbaku specifically. They just thought I was from his tribe, which I can get. I can understand that, but also, also no. <laughs> some of those people were probably using their drum to conclusion mats. Yeah, <laughs> they were using it. Space. <laughs> They were definitely using those hardcore, which I once again I, I wasn't too salty about it because I love Black Panther as well. Um, literally, the only person to recognize me was the guy. I, I went and got a food truck while I was at the convention, and the guy at the food truck recognized me. <laughs> That's the only person in the entire convention. Um, it, but the thing is, um, despite all that, the costume was really hard to put together, and I should have done a lot more of the work for the costume way earlier than I did. Uh, because by the time I got to the convention, things were falling apart pretty quickly. Um, like I said, hot glue gun, I depended on hot glue for a lot of the putting together of this thing. And that kind of failed within the first two hours of the convention. Um, half of my shirt was like, like, think of it, think of it like when you open a, like a button up shirt, the half of my leather shirt that I glued together, it was holding on by one button two hours into the convention that day and so and so i was like wow like you couldn't see it because i had like you know a fur like furs on me and you know armor pieces and everything you couldn't see it that badly um if i turned it the right angle i'm sure you could but that alone i was like wow this is just ripped part of that is because i should have cut more fabric and made it made the shirt a little bit wider because if i just stayed still the shirt would fit but i'm not gonna stand still i was walking around and then of course you know I, I expand as I move, and so I didn't have enough room in there to allow for full range of motion. 
and also i'm a large man <laughs> like i said i gained weight so going around that i didn't account for fully um so it was it was kind of a mess by the end of it and then like the little uh cardboard design that i had i had that taped on there or i had it super glued on there with paracord and the paracord started to fall apart from it so i had to get tape and then the tape started to fall apart i was like okay let me let me just take some pictures of this before it all falls apart and then i took it off before before midnight that night despite me being at the convention well until midnight um but yeah uh, those two cosplays were the main things I did. Um, I also got to see the voice actors of, like I said, Patrick Walburton from Series of Unfortunate Events, um, but also the voice actor Roger Clark um, from Red Dead Redemption 2. He's the voice of Arthur Morgan, the main character. And also uh, Benjamin Brian Davis, who voices Dutch uh, from Red Dead Redemption 2 as well. I got to see both of them, got my signature on my steelbook for Red Dead Redemption 2, and uh, like I said, for Patrick Walburton, I got him to sign a series of unfortunate events poster that I made when I was 12 years old because <laughs> I, I used to re I read all those books back in elementary school and I just loved it so much. I made that poster for some competition they were doing in the library um, and I kept it all this time. And it seems like it was fate because I got it signed and he was uh, pretty impressed to see a relic like that. So, yeah, it, the con was pretty much great all around for me. I will say, though, Saturday was a little weird, but that's more due to some personal stuff. And it, it was due partially to just all my friends got tired super early. So they about like 10 o'clock, they're like, yeah, I'm ready to go back to the Airbnb. But I'm, meanwhile, I'm like, I, but I wanted to do karaoke. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like I, I still ended up doing my karaoke like I recorded myself singing and all that. But I was hoping my friends would be there. <laughs> And, you know, and then one of them had freight had contacts in and their eyes were starting to get irritated. So I had to take her back anyway. And then everyone else is just tired. So by the time karaoke came, I was like, all right, I'm taking off my viral cosplay. I'm just going to take this off, wipe the, wipe the face paint off. Going to just rock a shirt, go back to the convention, sing my song, wait for the last two people who are there. And then we'll just go back to Airbnb pretty early tonight because everyone was clearly super duper tired. Um which I don't fault them for. I'm just like, eh, I would have loved to, you know, be there a little bit more. And Saturday is supposed to be the most exciting day. That's the most, the most people are at the convention on Saturday. And, you know, the most, the more exciting panels are happening Saturday. Um, that's kind of the big explosion before things kind of whimper off come Thursday. Um, but hey, I, I can't be too salty about it. They, they, they kept, they made sure I had a good time nonetheless. Um, so yeah, it, it was, uh, it was fun. Um, so yeah, while I, yeah. While I do not know how that mm -hmm. would feel, a, a fly just flew into my drink. Oh, into your drink? Yeah. What the hell? What? I mean, you opened up a can. He just flew right down there. Yeah. How does no. that? E <laughs> it, actually, no. It didn't. It didn't actually get in. It got into like the the part where most of the liquid, when you take a take a sip, goes and. Then, oh. and then, it landed right in there. Oh, like in that now, little ridge. Yeah. Now, now, and now this 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 drink is was was or is full. I can't drink it now. Damn it! <laughs> I mean, you can. Hey, I mean, I'm about to talk about these games I played at MomoCon. If you want to run and get a cup and pour it sideways. <laughs> oh no, I'm not. <laughs> You're not even gonna chance that. No, I don't want to get fly. Fly disease. Fly disease. Mad fly disease. Um. Yeah, I, I do not blame you. That's shucks. That's that that sucks. <laughs> Sorry about but, that. But I do know 
how it is to uh I do know how it feels to get mad at likes in kind of funny group. <laughs> there you go. Because that, uh-huh. someone randomly I saw a post while I was scrolling on my Facebook app. Like who I've been listening I've been watching kinda of funny for like two or three years for or for for a few years. I don't know who this roper guy is and I just did a a big exposition mm-hmm. dump of like oh yeah, he was the he was the head of the pocket of the PS three team. Like Reverend and Beyond started. And I followed with God, do I feel old? <laughs> yeah. And it got I got fifteen reactions. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> Moving on up to the east. Yeah, man. They they'll with a deluxe apartment in the sky. <laughs> Yo, shout out Jeffersons. They just did like a read. They just acted out an episode of Jeffersons with Jamie Foxx playing George Jefferson. Like I saw that was happening on Instagram earlier. And I was like, that's uh, interesting. Question mark. Uh, Sherman Helmsley is the is is George Jefferson. I mean, yeah, he is. But, you know, just because one person's gone doesn't mean their character dies. So people are going to try. But, you know, when you shoot for the king, you best not miss, I suppose. Um, but speaking of missing, there were a lot of games that I made sure not to miss at Momocon this year. And so I just want to breeze through a couple of these. Um, I'm not going to spend too much time on any particular one. I, I just want to give a brief synopsis on all of them because I think for pretty much all of these, they are cool enough to where I'm like, okay, this is going to be cool soon, if not already. So let's see here. So the first one that I saw, or not the first, I'm not going to say it in sequential order, just the first one I'm going to talk about, uh, they have this game called Round Guard. Round Guard is out on, uh, I believe it's actually out on Steam already. Um, it might just be available to wishlist, so it'll be coming soon, but it definitely has a Steam listing. Um, that's going to be, so what Round Guard is, think like a roguelike dungeon crawler crossed with Peggle. Um and it, it sounds just as crazy as you might think. Um, so basically, the basic gist of it is Peggle. Um, you start with the with a ball at the top and a bunch of pegs come down and you're hitting the pegs and you're bouncing off of things and you're getting high scores. But replace all of the... It, well, have you ever played Peg, Peggle? Yeah, I love Peggle. Oh, okay, awesome. Then this is perfect. So yeah, I'm actually look, looking at a a, a, a the trailer for it. Oh yeah, it, it literally looks like Peggle, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So um, for for the listeners at home, um, just imagine a Peggle board. So if you play Peggle, you you know what a Peggle board is. Replace all of the blue pegs with pots, the same types of pots you might break in a dungeon crawler to get money or health items or whatever. Replace all the blue pegs with pots. Replace all the orange pegs with monsters. Um, so these are like, you know, in a dungeon crawler, you'd fight these goblins or skeletons or whatever. And that that's basically what you're attacking in this game. So every time you hit them, you do a certain amount of damage and they do a little bit of damage to you. Um, think of it as a, I don't know, kind of like in a turn-based strategy game where you each get a hit, but it just takes place in a bounce of a ball. Um, and then think of all the super power-ups as... Uh, health potions and mana potions so how they how they switch up the gameplay is so your ball is actually not a ball it is your class so you can choose a warrior class a mage class any type of class you want pretty much i chose a warrior class 
And this ball has a different ability depending on what class you choose. So you'll take your little spherical warrior character, you'll launch him at a goblin. Now, let's say there's a couple of pots in between you and the goblin. You hit those pots, you bounce off, and then you fall down. There's like a little, there's a bed of spikes at the bottom, and you lose health if you hit that bed of spikes. But if there's a little uh, bed floating side to side, much like the little uh, capture your ball thing in Peggle, um, you land on that, you're all safe and you don't lose health. So they have that. Um, if you if those pots are in between you and the monster, then you damage those pots and then you wait for your another turn. But if you use the warrior class, he actually has a spin attack that can cut through a couple different items. So you can launch right through those pots, go directly to the goblin on the other side, and just do a pretty high damage hit. Um, and so you can go ahead and do that. They have it where, like I said, there's a health and mana system. So when you're hitting these enemies, you have a health bar. Um, so in Peggle, where they have the, the 10 balls are pretty much all you can use in this level. And then if you don't get it, if you don't, you know, get the amount of points you need within those 10 balls, then that's the end of the level. Um, in here, instead of balls, they have a health meter. So you, you have a health bar and you're going to lose health when you hit enemies. Uh, you're going to lose health when you fall into the spike pit. And if you have too many times where you don't shoot, when you don't pick up any mana potions that are on the map, and you do too much damage to yourself then that's the end of the round um and you have to restart and then your mana is pretty much what they use for your spin attacks so your special abilities is going to be tied to the mana and of course there's potions for that as well but what i thought was really cool about it is whenever you whenever you kill an enemy um there's actually an experience bar so you're actually leveling up and you're gaining not just bonuses to attack and defense uh damage and uh stat statistics you're actually getting um you know different rare loot different rarity items you're able to change out your armor um if you think at the end of peggle where once you blow up the last orange peg and there's like that whole big orchestra playing and here instead of them you know dropping down it's like oh if you drop in the middle you get a hundred gold which they do have that system in play um you'll get more gold if you land closer to the middle but you'll also get a rare loot item depending on where you land so let's say you land on uh like a leather chest that will open it up and you'll get you know some new chest that will give you armor that will raise your hp meter by a couple points or you might land on something that's a sword and it'll give you a new sword that will do more damage on every hit or you know other items like that will increase mo money multipliers and things like that it's a really cool way to do a dungeon crawler i think um and I'm super excited for it. It's, it seems like the type of game that would be per perfect for, um, well, I would say Vita, but perfect for a Switch. This is definitely the type of game that would be great for it. It's out or it's on Steam. You can wishlist it right now. And I think it's it's super polished. Like from what from what I played there, it seems like it, it doesn't have too much more to go. So I'm looking forward to see that game mature and see when it comes out because it's definitely a really cool twist on that uh puzzle type genre that Peggle helped originate um so i'm interested in that one um talking about what was there anything else you wanted to talk about on that one since you're looking at the, the gameplay for it literally in front of me uh well it's something i, I was gonna i wasn't gonna bring up because i'm i'm gonna break kayfabe oh okay yeah L listeners uh emmett as you mentioned is very tired <laughs> yeah the only reason i'm recording today is because i have a bunch of podcasts to do like three podcasts in a row Starting from tomorrow to Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I just realized that there's a game that I, I really want to see come back, hmm. and that's uh, 
Puzzle Quest? Yeah, pu- <laughs> Puzzle Quest. I mean, Puzzle Quest is like the Marvel. They released Marvel Puzzle Quest not too long ago on on mobile. But if you're talking about like oh, a, no. a full scale, like I remember, uh, Damon Hatfield would talk about it over and over, like all the time on Game Scoop in like oh seven, oh eight, mm-hmm. and like there's there was a huge. Or I'm not sure if it's still going on. But there was a huge backwards compatible sale on the Xbox Store. Um, as of recording, it's still going on. By the time they hear it, maybe not. I think it. Is, I think it's yeah. over the Tuesday. This is probably going to post. But yeah, that game was only like four dollars or four or five dollars, yeah. and I immediately and I bought the shit out of that game. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's good. That that formula works well, and Roundabout is very much so that same formula, just without match three. It's just a peggle like instead of a a, a bejeweled like. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a good formula to follow, and I'm I'm interested to see where. Uh, let's see, Wonder Wonder Bell Game Wonder Belly Games. I'm reading their business card right here. Um, I'm interested to see what happens with that game. I hope it does very well and it makes it to some other platforms because that's that's definitely the type of game that would excite people if it was like on a Nindy showcase or something. So, yeah, shout out to that one. Um, another one I want to talk about. There's this game called Looking for Heal. Um, now, basically, Looking for Heal is a it's a top-down game. It reminds me a lot of um, it's kind of like a top-down Overlord. Um, so it has like a pixel art style. Uh, so you know, think pixel art. But it has when I say pixel art, it looks a little bit like um. Now it is two D. I don't want to say it's three D. It is completely two D. But it reminds me of three D dot game heroes where. The pixels are all 2D, so it's not exactly like 3D game heroes, but it has that look of 2D things in a 3D environment, if you know what I mean. Where I it, just tried looking up the game on YouTube, and it brought me to very just very smooth videos and stuff that I do not want <laughs> did not want to see. Oh God! <laughs> Hopefully, I didn't scar you. I don't even know what 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 would pop up if I type. Well, the website is literally just lookingforheels.com, so that might be a safer way to find what you're looking for. Um, yeah, like how wound heals itself. Oh no! That I'm, uh, how, oh, how to how to heal your eyesight naturally? <laughs> heal while you sleep with this unbelievable power. Oh no! None of that is appealing. Absolutely none of that. Um, Jesus. Well, well, instead of that stuff, um, this game. Um, the art style is definitely 2D, but it has kind of a look of being in a 3D in a 3D space, despite still being 2D. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like it's just 2D things with kind of realistic shadows. I, I don't know how to explain. The art style is something you're just going to have to see. But what's more interesting to me is the gameplay. This gameplay is basically, um, if any of you, I don't know if you remember Overlord. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's basically top-down Overlord. It would, well... So it's, it's so it's top down pick, Pikmin. Yeah, pick, they said Pikmin was a big inspiration for them as well. So it's definitely that type of game. Um, I'd say uh, I I just found it interesting because you play as basically the whole idea is oh you're going adventuring and through these dungeons, but you play as the mage, so you don't have any direct attacks. So. All you do is direct all the other members of the party to fight for you, and you just heal them and keep them revved up and keep them alive while they okay, fight I, for I'm you. Either, mm-hmm. I, I'm either spelling this horribly, because I cannot find it. It's just looking for heals? 
Is it like literally on the business card that I have? It literally just says lookingforheels.com. Here, I'll I'll find it and then just send it to you. Lookingforheels.com. Oh, found it. I hope you didn't type looking for heels like like feet. That's <laughs> why first. That's how I saw. That's how I got got the bad stuff on YouTube. Oh no, that's I'm awful. I'm looking at the Steam page, or the Steam page for it. It looks really good. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that art style is hard to explain, but it actually no, I was right. the The backgrounds are 3D, but the actual characters and sprites and you know items in the environment are two dimensional. Um, and it has full controller support, which is you know something I like since I'm a controller type guy. But this definitely feels like the type of game you might want to use with a mouse. Some of the aiming. Because, like I said, it is very much so an uh, indirect game where you're not playing as a main character, so it's not like direct attacks. But just fi- using the cursor is a little bit fiddly when you're using the analog stick because you can control the cursor with your right stick and, you know, just you know, select your units that way. But the, con- but the cursor also moves with the movement of your character. So it's kind of like you're controlling them both at the same time and one doesn't cancel the other out. So it's a little bit finicky um hopefully they'll change that and they'll do something with that before it releases um it's scheduled for a summer release this year um and i'd say based off of what i played it's pretty good and it's very like i said it's a it's an indirect combat game so you're sending your minions out to fight and then what you're actually doing is just spamming the heal the heal has like no cooldown on it like it's only a few seconds so you just spam heal all your all your guys just try to make sure they're alive you get a little shield to make sure they don't take enough damage at a rate that you can't heal them fast enough for um and then of course there's a revive and those are pretty much the only mechanics now they have it they have like a loot system this is a roguelike so they have a loot system where you collect all this loot and it'll go into your inventory and any loot that you earn is kept over all of your playthroughs so despite it being a roguelike there is a little bit of you know reason to keep playing after you lose but the thing is you have to slot all of your items that you pick up so let's say you slot there's four inventory slots so you slot a couple of rare items you die that run you come back all the items that are just in your backpack are still there but all the ones you had slotted are gone so that's kind of where they balance the risk and reward there. Um, they said that they weren't sure if they were going to keep that for the full release. So we'll see if it's there. Um, but yeah, they they don't. This game definitely, it, the combat's a little bit satisfying, despite it not actually being combat. Just the animations and the the enemies exploding feels really good in a way that's kind of hard to describe. Um, and it's arts and the the despite it being like two D pixel art for the enemies and things. Their animations look pretty satisfying. Um, so I'm yeah yeah I'm I'm looking at uh it's it, it has to be this this has to be a gift of like a uh, satanic crab looking being. Oh yeah, that's on the uh that's on the Steam page too. Um yeah, yeah. that's one. Of and the I also the most recent update. Are you ready for Marvel 2019? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's their most recent update on the Steam page. So how appropriate. Um, yeah, and the. The healer looks like a certain character from one, like a one of the early or mid Final Fantasy games. Yeah, it, he does <laughs> very much so. Um, yeah, they they definitely keep that that whole passive because he just looks like angelic. <laughs> like he looks like he's never picked up a weapon in his life. So, uh, so yeah, the game's really cool. Um, like I said, go out there and check it. Looking for heels with an S, not a Z. 
um that it's out there on steam you can wishlist it right now uh and, and no du- double e's yeah no double e's either it's heels because you play as a healer because you're the mage class looking for heels um so go out there and check that one out that one's pretty cool um let's see i got a couple more i want to talk about let me let me I don't think I'm going to talk about all of these. We'll talk about one, two, three more, and then we'll call it a segment. Um, so there's this another game I played. It's on PC called Parallel by um, Parallel by Red Ink Incorporated. Um, now this game is that a fire fireworks again? <laughs> Thank God nobody got shot. Jesus, yeah, I or, guess it was. Or maybe, shot. maybe if it keeps going on, someone will get shot. <laughs> right? Jesus, this is. This is explosive. Only, only in my, only in New York will you find like the most brain dead assholes. I, I mean, I, I literally live where Civil War battles were fought. So, like, I, I, I'm sure people up there don't have too much heat on the Confederacy down here. <laughs> so, like, I, I feel you, but also I'm like, nah. I mean. We, we this this side tried to justify slavery, so I don't know if that's a an argument worth having. Um, you know, what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna mute my mic <laughs> while, right. while you talk. All right, that's fine. I, I'll let you mute. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and talk about this next game. Um, so parallel, <laughs> going after that. So parallel is basically um, it's like a third person action game. Uh, the controls they told me and me playing it. It controls kind of like a how I told them it felt like was Darksiders, um, where it has like a lock on button just like Zelda, and then you're just using a bunch of abilities that are on a bunch of different cooldowns. So just from from the perspective of like the third person camera that you're using and just locking on the characters, that part feels like Darksiders or maybe even Zelda, but. The abilities makes it feel less like a Darksiders, because in Darksiders, of course, you're just swinging your sword willy-nilly. You're just doing a couple heals here and there. It's it's a pretty active game. Um, uh, yeah. Wait, Darksiders or Dark Souls? Darksiders. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember the you talking about Dark Souls. Oh, no. <laughs> not dar- this that, is nothing like Dark Souls. That is a... <laughs> that is there, a... Is no, there was no fun in Dark Souls. <laughs> I'm sure someone would disagree, but it's it's definitely not the swing your sword willy nilly type game. I can agree with yeah. that. Um, but yeah, in in this one, it's very much uh, so. Like I said, that is similar to Dark Siders in that respect, but it has more it has more in common with Overwatch when it comes to the abilities you're using because everything's on a on a timer or on a cooldown, I should say. Um, so you'll there's a literally an ultimate ability where it slowed down time, and I was able to dodge attacks a little bit better. And um, it it kind of just looked rear like as far as just playing it, it was all about like timing your cooldown so that you can do the optimal amount of damage in the shortest amount of time. Um, and as far as the enemies, their attack patterns were very like it wasn't a melee based game. It was actually a lot of projectiles. But the character I was playing, I was fighting a blacksmith in the in the town I was in, and uh, she would throw like a. a pattern of shields and you'd have to like fall in between the like two gaps of shields that are open in the corridor um and she'd have little light patterns that would go across and it was really hard that boss fight was super hard and the devs were actually telling me no one's no one beat this boss fight yet 
in the whole panel and or in the whole convention and i was playing on the last day um they actually said that they had to hot fix her because she was just impossibly hard on the first day so they had to do a hot fix right there on the floor which is fun <laughs> um but uh but yeah i totally what i dig about the game i mean the art style is pretty cool it's uh they're not on steam quite yet um they i think they still need to make a trailer um or i think that's the dev i talked to like five different uh indie devs so i don't want to want to mix them up too much pair trying to search these up on steam while i'm talking to them uh while i'm talking about them yeah they're yeah, not a... I, I i found parallels hmm. which is the steam game a game on steam that was released like four years ago yeah i don't i don't think that's the one uh okay Par- yeah, it... i found it let's see yeah red ink red ink incorporated i found their website and that has all the stuff about parallels they're a super duper small team it's like four people so oh and that's the artist okay so oh so the two artists were the ones there who uh who i talked to about the game so two artists a programmer and a sound designer and the lead so five people um so yeah uh, the game's actually pretty cool for a, for a small team like that. They the art style takes a lot from what they said. Their two biggest inspirations were Borderlands One and World of Warcraft. So it has that kind of it has that high fantasy kind of grand almost storybook aesthetic to things, but it has that shell shaded look of Borderlands, and it has like that kind of more because Borderlands had kind of a muted color palette with some burst of color here and there. This one had a lot more, its baseline color scheme was a lot more vibrant than Borderlands 1, um, but it but its burst of color were even more, um, even they contrasted even more to the initial palette. Like, I feel like the initial palette of this game was kind of like a, uh, a purplish brown. Um, it's kind of like the baseline palette, but then there's like lots of hints of oranges and lots of hints of greens and um, just things in the UI that stand out. So uh artistically it looks cool gameplay wise it looks pretty cool and the thing that i thought was really cool because i i was actually confused when i first started the game because it just put me in the middle of a town and was like hey have fun and i'm like okay am i just talking because there's no voiceover in the game so it's just reading dialogue when you're talking to npc so i'm like okay i don't understand how to i because i saw gameplay of people fighting characters so i'm like how do i get to the fight do i need to recruit people do i need to do something like what is it? And so I would talk to I would talk to certain NPCs. They they had them marked specifically with a certain logo. I'd go up to these NPCs and go through their dialogue trees. And eventually, I started to realize, wait, I went through this dialogue. There's multiple ways to go through the dialogue trees. So eventually, the the one of the artists, uh, what is her name, uh, Claire, she came up behind me and was like, "Yo, you know, if you talk to the NPCs, you can actually provoke them into a fight." And I'm like, "Wait, what?" And so apparently. The, the one of the sticks one of if not the stick of the game is talking to these npcs and provoking them into fights so that's why i ended up fighting the blacksmith i just went down into the blacksmith's area and just started talking about armor and just you know said a whole bunch of stuff eventually i hit a nerve and that kind of pissed her off and so then the screen faded and then she fa- and faded back in and then she was sitting in a different location then i talked to her and it triggered an animation that started a boss fight and apparently there were three or four characters in that little uh, opening area that you can just, if you hit the right dialogue options, will start a boss fight with them. Um, so I was really like, I was caught off guard by that because I was like, wait, really? That's kind of, that's actually pretty cool. Like, 
usually for characters like that, they want you to just be, no, they're the quest giver and that's it. But no, you can fight a lot of these people. So, um, yeah, I'm interested. I'm you know interested. what caught me off guard? Yeah. Um, I put in running parallels and I put up comedy sketches. What? That's bizarre. And and calligraphy pen reviews. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm seeing it. Plot parallel pens. How to use. <laughs> yeah. That's the least. One of them has 1.2 million views. <sighs> okay. I People need their calligraphy pens. I Man, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> calligraphy is pretty important to some um but yeah uh parallels it looks pretty neat now it was super like this game definitely looked like it needed a little bit more time in the oven um not that there was any like substantial problems with it it just looked like it lacked that polish that a game like this definitely deserves um or that you would expect from a game like this so um they said it, it it's not even coming out this year their their goal is to get it uh to to get it on steam so you can wishlist it by the end of the year um, but they're actually planning on releasing next year. So, you know, more news on that to come. But the game looks promising. Um, it has an interesting blend. And I told them straight up, like, because it was only mouse and keyboard. And I told them straight up, yo, the combat has a feel to it that I feel will map to a controller like Darksiders really well. And they were like, oh, thanks. We, we actually love Darksiders and took a lot of inspiration. So <laughs> thanks for uh, for comparing that. And so, yeah, uh, I, I think that's going to be promising once that does come out eventually um next up let's see what we got here i'm just checking the... I'm, lo I'm looking at the mm -hmm. like I, I like how the, the art looks yeah like like oh that's not right uh-oh what happened they, they just they just kicked the cat oh in the game <laughs> yeah i mean hey it's it part of the game is provoking people into fighting you and just yeah, causing and trouble the and the yeah i see they kicked the cat and then triggered the boss fight See right there. It, it's it's about. It, it seems like it's a mix of using these dialogue trees to start boss fights and then start and then just getting into it. So I, I'm interested to see where that goes. I'm interested. I'm interested to see how if they expand that at all. Because I remember Cuphead went with a similar thing where that was originally just a boss rush game and they added platforming sections in between. So we'll see what happens there. But um, in the meantime, I uh, got two more games here. Uh, I'll start with a small. I'll, I'll get a smaller one real quick. There was a puzzle game that I played for a little while called Sinker. Um, actually, I played Sinker 2. Um, now, it's actually spelled S-I-N-K-R. Um, and it's a minimalist puzzle game. And basically, the point of it is to use these, like, kind of hooks to push balls into different circles. And once you have all the balls into all the circles, you win the level and you go on to the next one. But it's, it's deceptively simple because even I played like 14 levels of it. Even in those 14 levels, it started to get twisty in a way where I was like, how do you even, I don't even know where to start with this puzzle. But then I sat down for a while and, you know, started to finally get it. Um, I, I really dig it. And they had tablets out for it. It was, of course, on PC. And I believe it's on. I believe either the first game or both games are on Steam. Um, I, I'm actually going to look that up while I'm here. Um, he did say that uh, it was available on uh, the App Store. So it's on mobile, of course. With a game like this, of course it's on mobile. I, uh, I think I'm watching Gameplay Sinker 2. Um, is it like blue background with like a orange one or two? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that Sinker. Um, it's literally just like these white hooks pulling a bunch of balls. Um it's a very like the music was very relaxing kind of like a piano type tune that was going on 
and just that alone i was like okay this is actually really cool this is the type of game i can see myself playing on phones like this is the type of game where i sit there every now and then a phone game will just grab me and never let go um i had that happen with a couple of phone games in the past and this is the type of game where i can see myself like oh i'm watching a youtube video or no i'm listening to a podcast i'm just gonna i'm just gonna queue up a bunch of podcasts and sit here for three or four hours and just play this game and i'll sit there those three hours later and be like wow i never expected to play a phone game this long um this seems like that that's, type of game and ironically that's why that's how i played uh yakuza kwami <laughs> it's funny how that works huh <laughs> well i was trying mm-hmm. like i was watching i was I, I had some stuff on and i was just playing the game yeah and then one thing led to another and hours have passed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I totally feel that. So this is definitely that type of game. And it, it, it's really good at giving that sense. Even early on, like I said, it gives that sense of how the hell do you even, how do you even start? But then it slowly teaches you new mechanics. Um, it, even, even in the levels that I played, like I said, only 14 levels that I played, it taught me like two or three new mechanics right off the bat and had interesting ways to teach them to me. Um, so yeah, look out for that one. That one's available. Uh, I want to say it's on the app store, uh, for Android. And I think it just came out on, on, uh, iPhone as well. So their app store as well. Um, so go look out for that on mobile and both games are on steam. I'm looking at them on steam right now. So those two are cool. Um, and I think the last one now I played, I played some more games, but they're not coming to mind and I don't want to make this show four hours long. So um, this is going to be the last game I want to talk about. And this actually, they have an indie games competition that happens at Momocon every year. And this is actually the one that won their uh, indie game showcase. And it is called Eagle Island. Now, this game reminded me a lot of Owlboy. Now, I've never played Owlboy, but I've seen some gameplay of it. And this isn't that exactly. Uh, I was talking to the devs actually while I was trying it out. And it's a Metroidvania. Um, the art style is gorgeous. Like when I mention Owlboy, it's mainly because of that art style. Um, it's just very, very like the colors are vibrant. Um, it is a pixel. It's I, I don't even want to call it pixel art. It's a little bit more stylized than like your typical 2D fair. Um, here, let me go. And I say Island because that's it's easier for me to be able to spell it if I say it like that. Um Oh, and there's a free demo on Steam right now that just came out. So go ahead and try that out. Um, But yeah, Eagle Island is a Metroidvania. The art style is super pretty. Um, I don't exactly know how to explain it, but Owlboy is probably its closest similarity. Um, And the whole mechanic is using your pet eagle that you have. You use them for combat. So basically you hold the button and you'll throw the eagle at whatever's in front of you. Um, and then it's, oh man, this looks adorable. Yeah, it's super cute. Um, and they it's basically just using your eagle to get combos. So whenever you use your eagle, if you jump up in the air, you'll pause in the middle. You'll just like freeze in the middle of the air. It's kind of like a hover shot ability um, that you find in like Doom 2016 or in some other shooters like that, um, where you'll you'll basically hold and aim your eagle. Then you can choose your direction in which to throw it. And then before you get hit, you can use your, or not before you get hit, before you hit the ground, if you use your eagle to, because as soon as you hit something, the eagle just comes right back. So it's kind of like a boomerang in that way. 
and then you combo you combo kills with the eagle by just you know while you're in the while you're in the air before you hit the ground just hitting as many things as you can with the eagle before you hit the ground and it is pretty satisfying it's pretty hard to get the hang of um especially me um and it's it's a shame too because when i was talking to the dev he was like for that mechanic specifically they took inspiration from doom 2016 um and i was like oh yeah i love doom 2016 but i'm trash at this <laughs> I, I was really bad at this game but i could tell it's how uh-huh how's i have a feeling this game's gonna get gonna be big on switch oh yeah it's coming out on switch soon like they, they actually announced that um that that's on their little placard that they had over by the game so be, because certain like mm-hmm. the uh boars yeah they look like uh they look like something out of uh, Lion King. Oh yeah, certainly. They they have that. Everything has this like hand animated, handcrafted look. Oh, I know what it looks like. Iconoclast. If you guys, yes. if you guys know what Iconoclast is, it's another indie game that actually was on free on PlayStation Plus a couple months ago. Um, it looks a lot like that. It has that type of art style. Um, and it's super pretty, super gorgeous. And the thing is, they they got not just that mechanic with the bird, but also uh, some of the movement abilities from Doom. They took inspiration from. Um, they they have mantling in this game, like you can mantle over corners if you miss a jump. Um, they took that straight from Doom. They said um, Metroidvania. So they they were telling me how they took directly from stuff like uh, Guacamelee. And as soon as as soon as Guacamelee got brought up, I was like, oh, that's like one of my favorite games of all time. I'm I'm here for it. And then they started saying, oh, there's other abilities. There's actually a double jump ability that uses your bird. There's like a ground slam ability that kind of it acts as a double jump, but you jump off of your bird and then you jumping off the bird kind of launches him to the ground. So it kind of has a double use there. Um, and then they said there's like a bunch of other abilities that are going to be in the game. Um, different loot chests to find if you go off the beaten path. They said there was some system where you don't it's like an optional thing. But if you do it before the boss, it's gonna give it's gonna make you a lot more powerful and make the game a lot easier if you go through the trouble to find it. Um and so things like that just sound really cool. This sounds like the type of game I would really dig. Um the only thing that keeps that I have hesitation on, I am garbage at that whole eagle throwing mechanic because I'm because it's all about positioning. Like you can jump up and you'll pause in the air and throw be able to throw your uh be able to throw your bird. But I, it's hard for me to find the right position because I keep jumping up in the pathway of different enemies and then I don't hit them in time. So I don't know about that, but the game definitely looks awesome. Uh, it, like I said, it's coming soon to uh, PC. It's already on the Steam store. You can wishlist it. Um, there's actually... It and, has... Uh-huh. It has um, Metroidvania vibes. Yeah. Like, it is a Metroidvania. Like, you can yeah. you can straight up go to different locations and find things off the hidden path and stuff um but yeah it like like the mm -hmm. uh video I'm watching is and animal is called animal abuse the game <laughs> oh god that can only that can only be bad they actually released i'm looking at their uh what is this i'm looking at their trailers on steam and it's actually pretty cool they have a what is this they have a bunch of accessibility options which is really neat where they have um they have like basically a thing that will read out different items that you're looking at so if you don't have the ability to hear you can just read it um they have a bunch of controls for auto aim they have like some almost like uh florence level accessibility options in here for them to make a whole trailer for it um they have you can outline every character in the game so that they're a little easier to see 
they didn't talk about this at all when I was there. This is actually really neat. Um, you can disable the screen shake when you kill an enemy. This There's is, a uh, yeah. I think it may be on PC only, mm-hmm. like the PC version, but there's a GIF uh, maker. Yeah, I saw that too, a GIF recorder. Um, I, I, I'd I hope something like that could make it to Switch, but I don't know how Switch would even handle GIFs. But um, this is definitely the type of game, like even, even their store page is just full of a bunch of GIFs of them getting like six hit combos with this bird. Um, yeah, I'd be, oh yeah, and the other kind of major mechanic so there's different types of birds you can switch around. So it's not just that one bird that you get. They have they had one lightning bird that you can use. And instead of just hitting something and coming back, this lightning bird will actually go through enemies. And one of the challenges they give you is you have to get like a four hit combo with one throw. And you just have a row of uh, enemies there and you just slingshot through all of them in one go. Um, and it is super satisfying. So uh, I, I think this one's going to make waves. I, I really do think, think this one is probably has the most potential for success out of all of these games that I've talked about. Um, and it's also the most imminent release as well. So uh, I'm excited to see where, uh, who's this? Uh, Pixel Nix. <laughs> uh, that's a weird name, but I'm excited to see where Pixel Nix goes with this game. It's going to be on Switch, so I'm sure based off of that alone, it's going to get an audience. And uh, yeah, Eagle Island looks pretty dope. Go ahead and check that one out. Um and so, yeah, that's pretty much all of the indie games I played at Momocon. And there's a lot of interesting stuff to look forward to from that. Um, of course, that's not the only video game related thing I did. I, I, I attended a, a, a panel for the creator of Doki Doki Literature Club, and he talked a little bit about that. And I saw some other stuff. Oh, my God. St- yeah. That game, that game still creeps me out. Yeah. It creeps, it's creepy, but, like, I, I, love, I love how subversive it is. Like, I, I eat that type of shit up. That's why I love Nier Automata so much, too. Oh, man, and I need to play Undertale also. It, it, that type of genre just appeals to me heavily. But um, but yeah, there's a lot of video game stuff I've talked about there. I actually want to do some type of article or something relating to the game-related stuff I experienced at Momocon, um, of which isn't that much, but maybe enough for like a smaller article or something. Um, it might it might very well be just my thoughts on all these games I talked about, uh, just an article form. So maybe be on the lookout for that. Uh, before the end of the summer, I'm sure. Um, but otherwise, we're going to go ahead and hop over to the news segment after all of this time. I feel like we often get into this case where it's two hours in and we're finally talking about the news. <laughs> so um, here, here's what I'm going to do. I, I think, once again, I don't want this to drag on too long. Do Do we have anything? Do we have much to say about the Call of Duty Modern Warfare name reveal? I have a little bit to say, but I, I don't want to spend too much time on it. Uh, the only thing I have to say is maybe they're finally becoming crazy bankrupt. <laughs> I mean, possibly. Uh, I, I have a little bit more faith than that. Um, now, we'll, we'll go ahead and just jump into this story. So uh, the first story we'll talk about, uh, the new Call of Duty for this year is rumored, or at least confirmed, the rumor has been confirmed by now by uh, Jason Schreier over at Kotaku, it's going to be titled Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which if you have been aware of the series for a long time, is the exact same subtitle they gave to Call of Duty 4. So this is now going to be what Call of Duty 4 was way back. So we had Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. After that, we had World at War, so that's 5. Then we had MW2, which was six. Then we had Black Ops 1, which was seven. 
Then we had, I'm trying to get all what Call of Duty we're at now. So seven for Black Ops 1. MW3 was, uh, what was it? MW3 was eight. Uh, then it was Black Ops 2 was nine. Then Ghosts was 10. Then uh, what's after Ghosts? Advanced Warfare. Thank you. Advanced Warfare was 11. Then it was Black Ops 3 was 12. Then Infinite Warfare was uh, 13. World War 2 was 14. This is Call of Duty 15. So Call of Duty 15 is now subtitled Modern Warfare, while Call of Duty 4 was also known as Modern Warfare. Well, actually, maybe they're going the uh, Madden 14 route. Mm. What do they just call it Madden now? No, uh, Madden 14, when Madden 14, or after Madden 13, they decided not to call the next game Madden 14, but mm. instead Madden 25, because there's a 25th. I thought it was like twenty fifth anniversary or something or twenty fifth game. Oh yeah, it it was twenty fifth anniversary. I'm pretty sure. Huh? Yeah, maybe maybe it's something like that. I mean, this is supposedly uh, supposed to be a soft reboot of the Modern Warfare subseries, so it, it makes sense why they would do it. Um, I just don't think I don't want to just write this off as a creative, as a more as a creatively bankrupt thing, because. I mean, I have, of all of the Call of Duty developers, I mean, I like Sledgehammer a lot. I feel like Sledgehammer probably makes my favorite multiplayer in the series right now as far as all of the different developers. They probably make my favorite single, my, my favorite multiplayer, but Infinity Ward has it on lock when it comes to single player. I can't think of an Infinity Ward-made Call of Duty game that I didn't enjoy single player-wise. Like, from, of course, with Modern Warfare 4, of course, but going all even i even enjoyed ghost and a lot of people don't like ghost and infinite warfare is one of the most slept on single player campaigns of this entire generation so Wait, you, you you had no problem with no russian i mean uh, i i mean uh, how, how do i say this i played that i think i played that was modern for a two or three uh that was the that was the beginning of two okay yeah you're right um i played it when i was so young to not think about it as much it was it was troubling but it also felt presented in a way that it wasn't it wasn't taken so it didn't seem like it was so serious it seemed like the type of thing that would just happen at like a beginning of a really edgy action movie ironically i was 15 years old when it came out i was like perfect demo yeah (laughs) exactly like i I think i played it when i was around the same age so like playing through that i was like yo, this is kind of terrible. And then, like, you know, they'd have all the civilians, like, crawling away as you went through the airport. Like, I never, like, yeah. Like, I I remember watching uh, an episode of Hey, Ash, what you playing? And they're trying to, uh, it's, like, Pavel Birch's birthday. Yeah. And, like, they're introducing him to, like, adventure, like, funny funny games. Mm -hmm. And he's not, nothing's working. They cut to no, No Russian. (laughs) <laughs> and he's just he's just laughing maniacally. Oh my god! Killing your, the, the, the civilians. <laughs> I remember seeing that episode too. That's that's fucking terrible. <laughs> that's and yeah. I on the commentary, Anthony was like, "I fucking hate no." <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that a lot of people do, and for good reason. It is it's put there just for a shock, which I understand. But you know, it's it, in retrospect. Now that I'm older, I can probably look back on it and be like, "That's kind of lazy." Um, but you know, it, at, at, at the age that I played it at, it didn't affect me too much. Um, it was probably about as 
horrifying as you know seeing a bunch of bad guys kill a bunch of people at the beginning of any other action movie think you're diehards think you're um your olympus has fallen type movies yeah it's it's just like that um that's how you get to hate the bad guy this one just happened to be first person um i will say though I never did pull the trigger. <laughs> like, I remember when I played that, I was like, I'm not going to pull the trigger. They, they they can't make me. So, yeah, I, that, that whole scene's messed up. But uh, going back on track here, all the Infinity Ward games I've enjoyed. So I have faith that this one's going to be um, good, especially single player wise. Single player is what I have the most confidence in from them, especially since they've hired those ex Naughty Dog devs. Uh, you can see the Naughty Dog. Wait, 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 what? Yeah, before before Infinity uh before Infinite Warfare came out, they hired a whole bunch of ex Naughty Dog guys and you can definitely see it in Infinite Warfare. It has a lot more focus on like character moments and things like that and that's why I always say Infinite Warfare is basically just Call of Duty in the style of Mass Effect 2. It's it's a lot more intimate moments and a lot more quieter moments with these characters in that game and it is a better game for it. I'm, t- I'm telling you man people sleep on infinite warfare so much and i think that naughty dog influence is kind of the secret weapon here where i i'm sure i'm sure the game's going to be great but it's, that's the part i'm really excited for i'm sure i'm sure they only turned to modern warfare because number one everyone flipped out so much on infinite warfare like infinite warfare did not sell as much as as the other games in the series um and just the dislike ratio on its announcement trailer alone probably made people at Activision pretty sheepish. I'm sure they're wanting to just go back to, because this is kind of the cycle. People will say, um, "Wait, yeah, uh, didn't Infinite Warfare come out the same day as Timefall 2? Not the same day. Uh, within or the same, same couple days. I I want to say okay. it was it was Call of Duty one week, then Titanfall the next week, then Battlefield one the next week. So yeah, cause I remember yeah. watching uh, a Giant Bomb video when they were like. Forgot who someone one of them said leave Timefall two alone. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's the game. I mean the game's fine. Uh, well, we're not gonna talk about the quality of the game. Um, but long story short, on here, I- I'm sure that they went back to Modern Warfare just so. I'm sure that was something they were pressured to do by Activision for the fact that hey, your last game was on rocky road, was on rocky ground, despite you know the fact that the game was great. People did not want to even give it the time of day. Because of, you know, they didn't want the advanced movement anymore. They were kind of over the space stuff. So people retaliated. Now they're going back to Modern Warfare to capitalize on that nostalgia. And it's the same reason they called the last Call of Duty game uh, before Black Ops. They called it Modern Warfare. Or not even Modern Warfare. They called it World War II. Because they're like, hey, everyone calm down. We're going back to our roots with the series. We're going back to World War II. No boot. It's all going to be boots underground because it's World War II. So people who don't like jetpacks calm down they're doing the same thing here they're calling it modern warfare because they're like this is the most easiest marketable way to say hey remember those games you like it's just like that so i don't think there's too much to talk about when it comes to just the title because um we're expecting to get this thing revealed pretty soon during the nba playoffs is usually when they show off the first trailer for the new call of duty game so be on the lookout for that but yeah i i'm just people just got really heated on twitter about it not heated they were just like poking fun at it and even in the kotaku article that i reference the title of the article is the next call of duty is called modern warfare parentheses yep really it's like yeah everyone wants to you know poke fun and everything it's a totally logical thing people are clowning and everything yes it makes it a little bit confusing for people who are like oh man 
I want to play Modern Warfare Remastered. Oh, wait, Call of Duty Modern Warfare is coming out now. Like, it's probably confusing in that way. I understand that, but, you know, it's still going to be fun. Like, the name doesn't make a game. That's the whole thing I wanted to say, so. And from from thinking that was going to be a small topic, I, I'm sure I spent multiple minutes on that. <laughs> so, Yahoo. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm thinking about dropping that ta- that tax story. Um, just for the fact that I haven't read it, <laughs> so I'm not fully informed on it. And also, there's a whole bunch of lore. You have to. It's sort of like it's like Garfield's. Yeah. It's well. I guess before. You to, yeah. You have to search. You have to go back and find find out what happened. The whole trade war. <laughs> or trade war one. Yeah, the, the you got to find out what happened between the trade war between us and China. It's a whole thing, and I'm I'm honestly just not qualified to talk about it. I didn't even know it was a story until I gathered news for this episode. So I, I don't even want to do a disservice and talk about that. Plus, I don't need any more avenues to crap on the president because he makes it too easy. Um, so we'll just we'll just pass on there. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and go to this last new story here uh, a really weird one here um, no one expected this so there's a little company um, they actually they, they're a publisher um, let me see what is the name of them uh, so I think it's called so there's this publisher they publish uh, certain games you might know they publish Firewatch and they're also going to be publishing the Untitled Goose game um, which you might be familiar with if you've seen those gifs on Twitter um, they decided, hey, I know we've been publishing, but let's do something crazy. We're going to make a handheld gaming system. It's going to have a monochromatic screen, so only black and white. It's going to have just a D-pad, A and B button, a power button, and out of the side is going to be a hand crank. That does nothing. It does stuff. It controls games. Uh, we, we can talk about it in a little bit, but that's their whole idea. They, they have this console... Um, they announced it on, through a Twitter thread, thre- the through a Twitter thread, um, and it's like bright yellow as well. So it has like a little, it, it just looks like a really cool toy. Um, now talking about like what this, what that hand crank does, um, they have developers who are planning on making games that use the hand crank. There's actually a GIF in in the little thread that they made on Twitter when they announced this thing. Um, there's a GIF of one of the games uh, using the hand crank. It's basically you're controlling time th- while using the hand crank. And so you're using the hand crank to go backwards and forwards in time. Um, and you're seeing your character, you know, go forward and back and do all these other things using the hand crank. And I'm not sure what other games can be played or how you can play games with the crank other than, you know, linear experiences like that. Uh, but I'm sure someone will think of stuff. Um, they actually got a couple of interesting designers to make games for this thing. So how they're doing games, it won't be like a traditional console where, oh, I'm walking into GameStop and I'll get a card. This thing is going to come pre-installed with a couple games. It'll come with about 12 games uh, as soon as it releases. And then after each week, you're going to get a drop of games. Um, so each week you're going to get a new game, and that's going to be going on for... Uh, they don't have actually have a timeline, but they said there's going to be a, a season's worth of games. Um, and w- if you buy the console, which is gonna the console is going to launch at 149, uh, and it's going to come out early next year, um, then you'll have that to look forward to. And they they have interesting de- designers. They have uh, Kita Takash- 
Takahashi, um, who's one of the people behind Katamari Damacy. So you can imagine the fever dream type craziness that we get from him. And also Bennett Foddy, who you might know uh, from getting over it with Bennett Foddy, which is known for its interesting controlled it's interesting control system. Um, so we'll see if people like that can bring something unique to this. I'm sure that crank is probably exciting very much. So, and just the, just the idea of, you know, little random games on this thing made by some boutique designers. Uh, I think it could be cool. Now, 150 seems just a tad expensive, but as they said in their announcement, it's too, it's too expensive to be considered cheap but it's not expensive enough to be considered expensive, which I feel is accurate. If the, if this thing was $200, no way, Jose. Um, but I can understand its price. I mean, it has it has a premium look to it. It looks like it's a premium, well-built thing. It, looks, it might very well be metal all around, um, and it has USB-C charging, um, and even though it's a monochromatic screen, it still has a fairly decent resolution to it. It's not a Game & Watch screen by any, by any means. It just lacks color. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't know if you have any, do you have anything to say about this? This thing's like very weird, very quirky. Um, I was ho- sort of hoping that uh that the crank would it would be nice to see it like power it. Dude, okay, everyone everyone was wanting that. Even in their announcement thing, they said, "Hey, this crank does not power the system." But like, imagine how terrible of an experience that would be if the crank powered your system. You stop turning that crank, the game goes off. That would suck. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sure that would be a novel idea. If, if someone heard that, they'd be like, oh, that's kind of cool. But the actual using using that feature would just be probably murder. <laughs> and no one would no, want to do it. Seriously? Mm-hmm. As soon as I heard Keita Takahashi it was involved, immediately jumped to YouTube. Hey, Ashford Clan, Kanamari Damacy. Inspired uh, by Anthony and Ashley Birch. Inspired by Kanamari Damacy. And sadness, by God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I, I love when they do the, those random episodes where they just send, like, Depression by God or Sadness. <laughs> yes, indeed. Where they pretty much blame God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We're getting a lot of Hey Ash references in this episode. That's good. Good show. Shout out to Ashley Birch, big time voice actress now. And, and Anthony Birch. He's a big time games writer now. Um, but yeah, well, uh huh. Like ten years ago, he was. I mean, he was writing games or, back in the day. Yeah, and he had that web series with the the time travel Terminator type thing. Oh yeah, like the Sierra Connor Chronicles, but like the online version. Yeah. Okay, I remember that. I didn't know he wrote on it though. That's actually pretty neat. Um, so no, no, I mean, uh, for Destructoid. Oh, okay, I get what you mean. Okay, huh? Wow, I totally forgot about that too. Um. But yeah, uh, going back to this uh, Playdate console, uh, it it it's cute, man. I'm not gonna lie, I kind of want one. Um, my like like I said on Twitter when I saw this thing and tweeted about it, the Vita stand in me is really happy right now <laughs> because I mean I I've already said it before that, that there's another handheld on the market. Yeah, or that there's going to be one on the market. Well, yes, that there's another handheld on the market, but it's another little quirky handheld item. Um, because it looks small enough that it can easily go into just about any pocket it looks like um and it's just it's just so like adorable it makes me want to root for it i hope this doesn't go the way of the ouya well the ouya 
the Ouya, I never understood its niche. I never understood why it existed. It seems like, hey, we're going to make a games box and it's going to have none of the things that are like the buzzwords right now. It's not going to have any DRM. It's not going to have this. It's not going to have that. It's going to be a completely open gaming platform. And then they had one exclusive in, in what was it, Titan? It wasn't Titanfall. It's in the mech shooter. Uh, Towerfall. Um, they had that one exclusive in, in Towerfall. That on, that sold less than a million copies throughout the entire lifetime of Ouya. And now it's gone. Um, I don't think this is going to go the way of the Ouya. Because some people on the internet are saying that it's going to just fade away. I think because it's portable. I mean, look at the Switch. People love the Switch because it's portable. Who cares if the games are inferior versions? Who cares if the frame rate's slower or the resolution's lower or graphics aren't as good? If you can bring it on the go, people are going to try it out. Um, and I feel like the fact that this is so portable and it's also, it looks trendy in a weird way. Um, it just has an aesthetic style to it that just looks very appealing. And I'm sure that's going to, you know, excite people. Um, well, next next month, uh, everything video related dies. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Hopefully not, but we'll, we'll see. I, I like to think even though, you know, next month, all that's going to happen, even though that's coming there's still going to be a market for this thing and of course it's coming out next year so god you really hope there is a market for it so we'll, we'll find all that out soon enough i'm sure um yeah was there anything else you wanted to talk about on this playdate little cute gaming box thing i'm not gonna buy it as even though i really want to yeah because i bought a switch when if when for like when pre-orders first went out for launch edition yeah I just couldn't. I couldn't. Just couldn't get into it. Hmm. Wow. That's that's a unusual thing. A lot of people are just obsessed with their Swiss, but I guess you're more of a uh, you prefer that more sit down console experience. Yeah, and I am horrible with getting it on the dock. Oh yeah, I feel that. I I have to flip it around like three times. It's like it's like using a USB cable all over again, just on a bigger scale. No, it's like using a USB cable while buying both blindfolded it is that is so correct oh man yeah it's a little finicky but yeah i mean the only reason i'm gonna be using it anytime soon is for ultimate or marvel's Mar Mar alliance 3 next month oh yeah or two months from now oh yeah that's that's coming pretty soon i i keep forgetting about that um game informer is actually doing that's their cover story this month so they're going to be having a lot of information out on that game um and they have a bunch of like character breakdowns of certain characters in there so yeah, that's, they're actually mm -hmm. they're actually re, re, some some of the cast from Telltale Guardians of the Galaxy are are prizing roles. Oh, that's so nice. Like Scott Porter, mm -hmm. uh, Ashley Birch, Nolan North. Ashley Birch and Nolan North were in Guardians of the Galaxy. Nolan North played uh, Rocket, and Ashley Birch played uh, Nebula. Wow, <laughs> I have to I have to go I have to go buy that one too. Well, I better do it quick because they're getting delisted because, you know. Uh, they got, well, just don't, <laughs> just don't go trying to go find it on Steam because that's, it's already gone there. Well, I guess it's RIP for Steam. I guess I'll try for hey, PlayStation. Hey, when in doubt, go to eBay. Yeah, good call. <laughs> I'll have to find it through other means, but, um. But yeah, um, if that seems to be it, uh, yeah, I guess we are done with this episode. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for 
um, supporting the little thing we got going on here. Uh, so this is now the housekeeping section. We're going to talk about all the things that we're doing on the site. So uh, let's go ahead and see what we got here. So uh, I haven't posted it yet because, like I said, I've been at the convention the entire weekend. Um, but PlayStation All-Stars Ultimate Roster Showdown will be live by the time you're listing or listing. By the time you're listening to this, PlayStation All-Stars Ultimate Roster Showdown Match 14 will be live. You will see that online. The matchup is going to be uh, actually me and Al this week. Um, it's going to be... Hopefully, ho- mm-hmm. hopefully I actually win once. <laughs> well, hey, you increase your chances by writing multiple. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you have some other ones coming up too, so even if this one don't work out you know you got you got some time you got some time i feel like this is more of a philosophical battle than it is a battle of which character you like more because you know the the matchup is going to be spider-man versus batman um specifically going off of spider-man ps4 and the batman arkham series uh and i feel and if yeah. you're if you if you're confused about it don't don't worry i break it down <laughs> I, i'll break I, I broke down how it fits with ps4 Play with PlayStation. Yeah, it's really not. Once once you read that breakdown, it's really not too hard to understand. So, uh, look. Long to story that. short, PS4 mm-hmm. was the was the platform for Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight. Yeah, and Arkham Arkham Asylum as well. Like, yeah. if you remember PlayStation Home, you had a apartment space that was the Batcave. So, and there's also there's also 3D support. Yep. For that. That, Bought that for that version and the Xbox 360 version. Yep, that's that's very true. Shout out to shout out to the short-lived 3D support craze that was going on back in the early 2000s. Uh, but uh, so yeah, huh? Before before we go move into like content stuff that's going up. Yeah. Uh, ironically, last Friday, 69 views. <laughs> wow, really? That's really that's hilarious. Was that just like total for the site on Friday? Yeah. <laughs> how how sixty nine total views, sixty unique. That is, we we know exactly what we're doing then. <laughs> wowzers, wowzers. Well, hey, get us back to sixty nine views, <laughs> everybody out there. Keep keep uh keep reading the stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, to go a little bit back to the content. So as I said, PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. That next matchup will be up by the time you are listening to this. So go out and vote for that. That will be in the description. Also over on the YouTube channel, we got a bunch of stuff coming up. Um, The Life is Strange series is still going strong before the storm. Uh, So look for that at least once a week. That is still going up. So uh, be on the lookout for that. That The YouTube channel will be in the description as well. Uh, We got some other stuff that's going on the channel. Uh, Let me see. Mm-hmm. By the time this goes up, mm-hmm. hopefully the LHG plays of Far Cry uh, New Dawn will be up. Yep. With with a very familiar face. <laughs> yes, indeed. And I, I was very close to re- literally putting in, get ready to trip some balls <laughs> in, in this mission of in Far Cry New Dawn. <laughs> I, I, I think I know the mission you're referring to. <laughs> oh, boy. But I also don't know if that is something... <laughs> I don't know if you're gonna want that to be the the title, <laughs> but I guess we got time to figure it oh, out. Oh no, it wasn't. Get, get ready to trip out on Park Run New Dawn. I think that's what he titled it. <laughs> okay, all right. That that seems like a good title. I I have no qualms with that. Um, and I'm interested to see you have another series that I don't know if you want to talk about right now, 
But that one's going to be interesting. And I'm sure that's coming, I guess, two-ish weeks from now. So, yeah, stay out. Uh, do you want to talk about Owen or you want to you want to keep that a secret for a little bit? The one it is uh-huh. it, it is perhaps the most iconic game of the original Xbox of that life cycle. Yes. I And the, and the game that's most associated with it. Mm-hmm. Not going to name names. Yep. Brute Force. <laughs> Brute Force or uh Fusion Frenzy. <laughs> it's one of those two. No, or, I'm kidding. Or no, no, it's Taofang Pistol Lowe's. Oh, no, actually, we're all wrong. It's Blinks the Time Sweeper. Uh, <laughs> so, so we could just go back and forth. And just... Yeah. Yeah, it's actually uh, a Voodoo Vince Let's Play. Oh, man, I wish. <laughs> that, game, that, that game rocked. Yeah, it's actually, it's backward, or I don't know, it's back, it got remastered for recent consoles, so that might be interesting. Um, but anyway, okay. we're going to stop trolling, uh, but look for that later. So on on Wednesday, uh, I'll... In, the next run table will be up. Mm, yes, or will be up. Yeah, it's gonna be the best spinoff. Yeah, I actually think I might try and hop onto that one because I might have something to say on uh, certain spinoffs. I I might hop on that one. I don't want to confirm anything, but I think I might have something to say. Let me see. Where's the spinoff thing? Oh, it's in scheduled. Oh, it's in scheduled. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I might I might hop on and say something about that. Okay, I don't want to spoil what you have on here already, but I definitely might have something. You said it's Wednesday, so I got a couple days. <laughs> yeah, and some stuff that's coming up soon. Or, well, we're going to start prepping for E3. Yes. And the, insan- and the pure insanity that's going to grip us all and crush us like a certain character in Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> No, not naming names as well for the sake of people who don't want that final season spoiled. But yeah, things are gonna happen. We're going, we're going hard for E3 this year. Um, we're we're definitely gonna have some articles out. Uh, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, next week is going to be the uh, predictions episode, right? Yeah, we're gonna have hopefully Graydon on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he really wants to be on. <laughs> yes, as he should be. It's a big moment. And speaking of Graydon, me and him are working on. We're hopefully we'll. we'll We'll be working on the LMB19 The Show co-op review, hmm. where I tackle franchise mode, Dynasty, Diamond Dynasty, and Moments, and he does Road to the Show and March to October. Hmm. I'll, I'll just say, I'll just tease that his take on March to October was not what I expected. It kind of backfired. Huh. Okay. I wonder what that's going to mean. Turn- I guess he just, mm-hmm. he had a hard time playing as the Mets, because <laughs> apparently, because they're the best team in baseball. Yeah, man. I mean, he he was met with some difficulties. Anyway, (laughs) 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 gotta gotta have a a terrible joke somewhere in here. Um, So yeah, look out for that co-op review out coming soon. Um, Like we already Uh, some other stuff that that Mm -hmm. should be coming soon. Uh, Graydon's top ten of Pax East. Yep. Yeah. And the next the next edition of Backlog to the Front. Yes, indeed. I believe that is that scheduled or is that already gone out? Let me answer. Uh, Both of those are. Currently, wait. Uh, I'm gonna look take take a look at them. Okay. Make sure they're ready ready to go up. Okay. Well, week actually. Let me go ahead and control can correct myself. Um, backlog to the front. Uh, for night for weeks nineteen and twenty is already live. So I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be the case. It was posted a couple days ago, and it's out right now. So you that will be in the description as well. Um. You're gonna get a lot of Batman in that one. So if you if you're gonna vote against Spider Man in this PlayStation All Stars roster thing, then you might enjoy this article because it's a lot of Batman. Um, 
so yeah uh yeah uh is there anything else you can think of for housekeeping things to push um did we talk did was canceled games our article last week we talked about it on the yeah. podcast last week i think so i'll check right now here let me see yeah it was canceled games all right cool yeah i got it there um because uh the next next week we'll be talking about we'll be hyping or no i'll start hyping it now horrors of ether's past yes <laughs> all of our most cringy things that we remember from previous e3 conferences that's going to be a fun one i'm sure um if, i'm gonna mm-hmm. i'm gonna wait a little bit see if anyone else wants to hop on right now it's just the regular trio myself Graydon, and josh yeah I'm, i might have something to say on there i have to really rack my brain because i i always think about the hype exciting happy moments for me three more than the cringy moments but you know i remember konami oh, just like everyone else we're gonna we're, we're gonna be doing like i want to do we're gonna do it's a i conceived of this whole thing as a yin yang so we're gonna start off with the bad and we'll eventually we'll get to the good stuff Ooh, okay i got plenty of good stuff then <laughs> and I, ironically me the self-titled xbox stalwart of the of lhg chose i I chose a certain Sony conference from <laughs> the past ten, fifteen years. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's it was a big conference, so it's it's hard to ignore, even if you're on the other side. Um, and the last thing I do want to push as well, uh, of course, uh, I don't believe we brought it up on the last episode, so I want to go ahead and talk about it here. Uh, Graydon put up his uh, app recap for April. Um, that is live on the site, so that will be in the description as well. So do be on the lookout for that one. Uh, oh, can, mm-hmm. can I? Uh, yeah, pimp my other podcast. Yeah, three other oh. podcasts. I <laughs> Please go ahead, man. Yeah, cause I really, I, t- I realized I forgot to do that last week. Oh yeah, no problem. Yeah, go ahead and make up for it. Okay, every Tuesday on the Phantom Zone feed, mm-hmm. myself and Luke Gonzalez are rewatching Smallville two episodes at a time, and we just start the most recent episode was over the first two episodes of season four. Which introduced Lois Lane. Mm. The next episode, by the time it comes out, hopefully the the next episode, the next set will be out. Which are just two awful episodes. Uh oh. Because from the way things are looking, it's bad, or it's good, bad, good, bad, and so on. Good, bad, or otherwise. Uh, Every Thursday on the Phantom Zone feed, myself, uh, Lou Gonzalez, John Seiler, and a rotating fourth talk about comic comic related news we usually have a topic when we have a fourth person usually and <laughs> usually <laughs> and we talk about either what we read we recently read or what we're gonna buy and every other thursday on all of sorrow network of podcasts myself gary gallimore john seiler and the gonzalez and sometimes ryan hmm. we watch either a few some episodes of a of an animated TV series, or a failed pilot, or a movie. The most recent episode was Loving Vincent, which was about Vincent Van Gogh. Yeah. Which is hand-painted by over 100 people. Oh, God, okay. Yeah, the budget was $5.5 million, and it made over $40 million. I mean, it made insane amount of money for the amount it was made for. Holy hell. And I, since it's, it was my... my it's my pick, so I chose Cub Monkeys. <laughs> what a what a d- big gap between differences in that. Well, we all 
after watching it, we were all kind of like sad and everything. So I chose something to lighten the mood and get us get things back to it where they once were. Where it, when it was me, Gary, and Lou talking about Clark's animated series. Yeah. Huh. So yeah, those those are my other shows. Wow. I I totally didn't even know that Loving Vincent or uh, I I've seen I've seen posters of this. I didn't know the whole movie was a was oil painted. So that's wild. I might have to check that out myself. Um so yeah, that that's what we have for you today in the housekeeping. Um and that's what we have for the podcast. So we're going to go ahead and start wrapping her up there. Um so once again, thank you guys for listening. We shall see you in the next episode. And without further ado, keep it real, keep it trill, and everyone go listen to International Players Anthem by Outcast and you- Oh, whoa, yo, I totally forgot. <laughs> we have to I totally forgot one more thing I need to pimp. So uh I was actually on another podcast this week. Um over here now I have to look it up. So on the Best Friend or on the Friends Top Ten podcast, which is actually on the party party chat feed um that podcast i'll have a link for it in the description um aaron uh over at that podcast he he it's basically just he gets a friend that he knows on the internet interviews them and they go over their top tens on a random topic and i chose top 10 posse tracks so (laughs) you can probably tell that with me bringing up that song which is a posse track that's how i remembered um, so we went through the top 10 posse tracks, just rap songs that have multiple, multiple rappers on it. And it was a fun conversation. I really enjoyed it. I listened back to it, which is something I don't do too much for a lot of the podcasts I'm on. Um, but I listened back to it and it was fun just listening to it. So um, if you like hip hop, it'll be fun. But even if you don't, um, I think you will still enjoy that conversation. So I'll have a link to that YouTube video in the description as well. Um, can't believe I almost forgot that. Um <laughs> Wow. So uh, without further ado, uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show now, finally. Um, And I'm going to take my black ass to bed. (laughs) So I will see you guys in the next episode, or I guess you will hear us in the next episode. And like I said, keep it real. Keep it true. Adios. And fuck AC Odyssey. Wait, what happened to AC Odyssey? I'll talk about it after this. (laughs) Guess you'll never find out. So long, suckers. You're listening to the Lost Hero Podcast Network.